Bronan, what is best in life? To crush your enemies, see them driven before you, and to hear the Zamundo podcast. In the golden age of podcasts, there was but one undreamed of. And unto this Zumundo, destined to wear the crown of pop culture upon a troubled brow. You are now listening to Doolin and Keith on the Zumundo Podcast. And welcome to Zumundo Podcast, first show of 2024. I'm Doolin. And I'm Keith. And we're going to get into it tonight with some pop culture goodness. Oh, yeah. As we always do, man. Welcome to the new year, man. Welcome. Happy New Year. We are we are coming to you from the future. Which is the present. Which is the present. Me, but <laughs> at least. But at some point, it will be the past. What if we're the people who time traveled, like in the episode that we expected you to come back and tell us, but we don't know that we're them yet because we haven't gone to the future. Oh, my God. I've gone cross-eyed. <laughs> Anyway, how are you doing, man? How's, how's, I'd say, how's your week, man? How's your several weeks? Yeah, no, like, yeah, well, like, uh, like I said on the last episode, from the listener standpoint, we, you know, we, you know, we, we've been here consistently every week, but you and I have not sat down for two weeks now. It so. feels like a long time. Yeah, because we had uh, we had to take some time away. You know, I went and did some things for the holidays and stuff. So yeah, man. Yeah. How was your trip? You went on a trip, right? Uh, you know what? We actually d- ended up not going on the trip. Oh really? Yeah, there, there's a couple factors involved in that, but fair enough. Yeah, but uh, we we went and did like we we did some small things. We had a little staycation. Cool. Just here. Cool. Very cool. Went around, went up to uh, went up to the Coco Village and did some stuff up there. It was nice. Not the villages, right? With Not, Uncle, no, Uncle no, Chuck. No, no, no. no. Oh, gosh, no. <laughs> uh, oh, Uncle uh, Chuck. Just... <laughs> I I wonder what happened to him on Christmas. Yeah, I we we got to get an update. Well, we'll ho- hopefully we'll get an update today. We'll that'll we'll, be good stuff. We'll see what happens. So. Yeah, I got I got all kinds of cool. So you want we, some good news? You want some? Uh, well, what do you want here? Well, before we get into not even news, just this is like oh, just some, news, just news. some pre news news. Yeah, man, I got uh, I got hit me. Well, you know, good riddance to twenty twenty three, right? That's over. Mm-hmm. Now we're here. Um, I got some cool things uh, that um, have been happening. I'm getting ready. I got a uh, in six months or so. I'm going to go on this big hike, climb some mountains over there Ooh, in okay. uh, Colorado. That's going to be interesting. So nice. I'm be doing a lot of cardio between now and then. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I saw a bunch of year in review stuff, which was just hilarious. Um, we can talk about offline. I'm sure everybody's seen a bunch of things like mm-hmm. best movies, worst movies, all that kind of stuff. The same mm-hmm. thing that we talk about, but yeah, everybody's kind of doing that, wrapping it up. Um, but this I thought was pretty cool, man. So the Zumundo podcast mm-hmm. uh, has reached nine countries this last year. Oh, nice. As well as 28 of our 50 states and the District of Columbia. So you can count that as like a 29th yeah. province or a little something. <laughs> sure. Which I thought that was kind of neat, you know? like so, That's probably uh, comic, man, but you know. <laughs> we're, yeah, maybe. Um, uh, there's some in Maryland, though, and, and Virginia and stuff. As nice. Well, so. The uh, the 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 tri-state area, right? Right. right. Um, no, yeah, that's. I thought that was kind of neat, and I that was looking at that. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, we got we got some reach. It's you know it's, it's picking up slowly, but you know it's uh, it's you know like I said, this is for me. This is just a uh, it's a, it's something fun to do. You know what I mean? Indeed. Um, and one of the most important things they tell you when you start doing a new podcast is like, don't get obsessed with the numbers. Like, just if, if you're doing it for fun, then you'll never be disappointed. Well. And, the, yeah, the only reason I even looked at that is because, like, in Germany and and you know we know a listener that's in England. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, it, Great Britain. It says, and you click it down, it just says England, right? And right. It's a big place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think something similar in Germany, but it, you know, when you hit USA, it like gives you all the, you know, what states people. Right. It's kind of right. neat. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Cool. cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, before we get into it tonight, uh, we we got to start with a little Zumundo farewell to get us going here. We do. Yeah. So before Debrews News and Reviews, we like to uh, occasionally say goodbye to people who uh, have graced us with their presence on the screen and uh, leave behind a legacy, a body of work, if you will. And today's Zumundo farewell is going to be Tom Wilkinson. Um, Now, he passed away just before the New Year. So it was... was December 30th. December 30th. So right before New Year's Eve, uh, Tom Wilkinson, uh, character actor best known for his roles in Full Monty, Shakespeare in Love, (laughs) The Patriot, Valkyrie, Batman Begins, just to name a few. Um, passed yeah. away on December 30th at age 75. So this was, was before our final farewell recording. Indeed. And it, and it was unexpected, apparently. So yeah. um, that's, kind of, you know, Tom Wilkins is one of those people that somebody's like, who's that that they're talking about? But you, if you see his him, face. Yeah. You've seen him in everything because he was in everything. Yeah. yeah. He's got 130 geez, role so credits many, to his So name. many movies to his name, man. Like you said, he played Kern Wallace in, in that. He was in mm-hmm. The Ghost in the Darkness, Rush Hour, Shakespeare in Love, mm-hmm. Black Knight with uh, Martin Lawrence. <laughs> of course, we <laughs> yeah. can't forget Black Knight yeah, exactly. with Martin Lawrence. I was like, oh, yeah, is this the old one? I clicked on it. I was like, nope, it's that one. <laughs> um, I remember that movie. Uh, Batman Begins. Did You said that? Oh, right? yeah. yeah. Carmine Falcone and Batman Begins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm-hmm. He was in a, a Mission Impossible movies uh, movie, uh, the series, the John Adams series with mm-hmm. um, what was that guy's name? The guy who played John Adams. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's in everything. The guy from Sideways, right? Paul, dear, whatever. Paul, what's his name? So, played him, but yeah. uh, and then uh, he was also in a video game, the Batman Begins video game. Nice, Carmine Falcone. Yeah, I imagine, and, and he did a little bit of stage work as well. Yeah, I was. Well, I was going to say, yeah. So he began uh, as a stage actor in the Nottingham Playhouse in the early seventies. Oh, cool. So I mean, his first like real uh, breakout role was in uh, Ang Lee directed um, Sense and Sensibility in nineteen ninety five. So Ang Lee, who directed the first Hulk movie, not the not the MCU Hulk movie, but the right. one with Eric Bana. Yeah, uh, yeah same yeah. director. Uh, so in Sense and Sensibility, nineteen. So this was a guy that was classically trained doing Shakespearean productions for like the first 20 years of his career before ever making that breakout of Shakespearean type roles over his career. Yeah, very classically trained uh, English actor, you know, doing those types of classic things. And of course, you know, it it all came back around when he uh, was in Shakespeare in Love some years later. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So, uh, yeah. So Shakespeare in Love, like you mentioned, uh, he starred alongside Gwyneth Paltrow, Joseph Fiennes, Jeffrey Rush. Mm. Judy Dench, um, uh, let's see, so many other movies that uh, Rush Hour. Yep. you mentioned Jack Chan. Yeah, um, uh, Chris Rock, and and as you said earlier, he's uh, worked with Tom Cruise General twice. Cornwallis and The Patriot, which was a which was a well, as I like to call it, the not Braveheart movie, which is like it's yeah, he did it's because it's not quite as good as Braveheart. Because, oh man, <laughs> Mel and his epic movies, and he, he loves he loves him some patriotism. Not that, Mel. necessarily <laughs> historically accurate, but very entertaining. It, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Eternal Sunshine of the spotless mind with jim carrey and kate winslet oh, wow. he was in that and then of course uh you know uh, Car- it was a small but really exciting role he played as carmine falcone in uh batman begins so um i want to say he was in a bond movie too but i could be wrong he there. might have been i mean he, he I wouldn't doubt it rush hour though he's probably a bad guy at that so uh, yeah absolutely so uh to a, a classically trained wonderful actor who really just filled out all of the all of the our favorite movies like i said he wasn't the leading man he wasn't in the spotlight but damn it if he wasn't in just 
everything you've ever seen. Uh, and yeah. to me, like that's that's a million times better than starring in the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, I mean, there's so much respect that has to go with these character actors who can really become a different person in every movie, mm-hmm. you know, which is is uh it's acting. Yeah. Yeah. Acting. Thank you. Really acting. But uh but to you, Tom Wilkinson, we raise our Zumundo glasses. Oh, <laughs> clank that really that hard. That was a little full. <laughs> clank that really hard. We raise our Zumundo glasses to a Zumundo toast and a farewell to you, good sir. Thank you for all the films. Thank you for the memories. Cheers. Cheers. Good stuff, man. All right. Well, 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 now that we got that out of the way, you want to go ahead and get into some brews, news, and reviews? Of course. Do I? All right. Let's As do it. Slamming. That's right. Good thing those aren't glass glasses. Yeah, right. <laughs> Girl. Thanks. You know what I just thought of? What? what? What episode number is this? This is 35? 35. 30. We're losing count at Hold this on. point. I, I think have it, 33 I'm, on here, but this is definitely episode 35, yes. Okay, we're on episode 35. That's yeah. usually, I usually kick open the door with episode numbered, and then I just realized that I didn't do that. Wow. Episode 35. Welcome to episode 35. <laughs> All right, so Brews News and Reviews. Uh, we're both sipping the same thing today. Yeah. Uh, but I do have a little review for you. Oh, right, okay. Is oh, and and off and off the mic review. So if you will. yeah, yeah. So I had this the other day. Uh, it's something that I haven't been able to find in a really long time, and we went looking for it on several occasions. But I actually got to drink a Duchess Cherry. I'm currently having a little bit of uh, a vodka tonic with lime, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but <clears throat> Duchess Cherry and Duchess. I can't say this word. I I meant to ask you before the show. It's like it's hard to pronounce. Okay. Um, it's a great beer. If you like sour beers, I recommend this highly. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> the cherry version of this is particularly, uh, it is, I'm going to read this right off the site. It's a blend of one and two year old Duchess day. Bo- apologize. And it's B O U R G O G N E Duchess day. I'm usually intoxicated <laughs> when I try to say it anyway. Um, which is like a cool sour beer. Um, so you, you blend the one and two year old local sour cherries or with local sour cherries added to the maturing beer. Mm-hmm. The malt beverage is aged in oak casks and utilizing a whole cherry from the Limburg region of Belgium, as opposed to cherry syrup, which is sometimes used in cherry beer pop production. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Um, that's pretty much all I have to say about it is that, look, it's very smooth, tasty. The cherry's not overwhelming. And if you like that kind of sour, if you're like sour bears, mm-hmm. it's a really, really good one to try for sure. And uh, the regular is awesome. I've had people argue, um, uh, that it's the best beer that's made. Right. It's a bold statement. I understand. Um, but I definitely love it. And every time I see it, I can't resist ordering one. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, for sure. And it's hard to find down here in the South up mm-hmm. North. All like you all can find it. Yeah. Um, so that's just a distribution thing though. I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Very well, good. Cool. All yeah. right, man. Very cool. All right. Um, well, and, and today we are both sipping on some, uh, gray goose vodka the best, with a, uh, tonic with a twist of lime, I think, which I like, I think it's Canada. Dry. I should, I should have asked you to get the diet tonic, but that's okay. Like, so I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying I, to go back. What? I'm trying to go back to the keto, but got that's the okay. diet Red Bull for later in the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't need that. Out of a cue throw up sounds. Um, we need to make one of those. All right. Yeah. On that, um, you were drinking French vodka. Oh, yeah, great goose. Canadian dry. Is it from Canada? Canada dry? Um, I'll say yes. Sh- sh- Ginger ale <laughs> company. So is, that like, is it like French Canadian? I don't know. 
For, it's a Quebec. Is it Quebec ale? Yeah, it's from Western Canada. They're like, <laughs> no, it's from the Great West. Yeah. No, it's funny. Uh, so I spent a night in Quebec, and it, it's just really because like it sounds like an action movie. No, it's like, well, you know, I, was, I, I, I used to work on the cruise ship, so I actually had a uh, cruise ship pick me up in Montreal. So I got flown out to Montreal, stayed cool. there overnight, and uh, you know, I was in my hotel, and I go downstairs. I go downstairs to the gift store. And, uh, you know, but the thing is, like, you know, you look like as an American in French, you know, French Canada, you look like everybody else. You, you know blend what I mean? In. Yeah. So I just I just walk up to the counter and the girl just starts speaking to me in French. And I there's like a <laughs> two second pause where I'm uh, and, then, and, like, then she, she, and she just seamlessly switched to English like, oh, you're a stupid American. OK, oh, like, yeah, okay I got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes reality hurts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's uh, get let's get into some news after that tangent. Like, I'm sorry, I took Spanish in high school, not um, French. There, are, there was an option. Uh, so before we get into before we get into some news tonight, um, so as, yeah. as this is a, a a new year we're moving into in 2024, I thought we'd uh, look back into some movies that are set in the year 2024. Oh, cool! I thought this would be kind of fun. Uh, first of all, some of these, uh, actually, most of these you probably are not too familiar with. So I just have a couple of them here. <laughs> uh, 19, there's a 1975 post-apocalypse film called A Boy and His Dog. I know that movie. Very Do you well. really? Yeah, I've never heard of it before. Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll have to talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It Boy has and to his do dog. with like nuclear war and stuff. So like all those are are legendary in that kind of post-apocalyptic movie yeah. genre. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it takes place in post-apocalyptic uh, American Southwest line with bloodthirsty raiders, advanced military robots and mutant creatures yeah. that sounds like a blast I'd yeah, watch, yeah. I'd watch the watch hell out sometime, of it yeah. okay uh, there's a 1960 film beyond the time barrier I don't know that uh, the protagonist accidentally travels into the future after a failed space flight finding himself on earth scoured by cosmic rays devastating the planet's surface only a few survivors and a uh, are make up a bizarre underground society that has largely gone deaf mute and infertile save for a few fellow time displaced travelers Travelers from the previous age, and that happened in the year 2024. According Interesting. To this, movie. this one you'll know. The 1991 film Highlander 2, The Quickening. <laughs> that movie doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the, uh, Highlander 2, The Quickening offers a vision of 2024 featuring an <laughs> oh old Connor McCloud. The series interpretation of the future is bleak, depi- depicting a mega corporation that controls the planet via a shield that blocks solar re- radiation as the ozone layer has long since been depleted. And there was a little note in there about how the fans just don't like to acknowledge the movie, it's, and it's, you proved uh, me right. It's like the the Giorgio. I'm not saying it's aliens, but it's aliens. Yeah, right? I'm not saying it doesn't exist, but it doesn't exist. No, yeah, they they changed the you whole. Uh, they tried to retcon basically everything. Yeah, and it took. It didn't take so bad that Highlander three had to come out. Like, nope, we're just denying that happened. <laughs> I don't think you it's canon. If that's it's, it's what what's the word you guys you know, say all the time? Canonical. It's not canonical. With the rest of the, <laughs> with the, rest of the that's it. The name of this ep- the episode is is it canonical? Is it canonical? <laughs> Um, yeah, that's why you know you don't hear about the ozone layer so much anymore. Back in the early nineties, we that was were a big thing. We were, we were we were gonna Earth die thing, from the ozone layer depleted, man. Yeah, it turns out that wasn't uh, that wasn't really a thing. No, it might just be like that. I don't I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It was like that when we got here. I'm sure it's probably still. There's probably some ozone people out there. You know, <laughs> 2015 film Narcopolis. Uh, <laughs> I didn't make this up. A British science fiction thriller that shows a future uh, United Kingdom in which all drugs have been legalized, leading to a pharmaceutical <laughs> companies experimenting with dizzying chemicals in the name of profit, cyberpunk, noir kind of film. Oh, cool. 
And uh, 2020 film, so this is only four years ago, uh, Songbird, a film quickly produced to represent the fears of the COVID-19 pandemic. In Songbird's Ooh. estimation, the rampant mutation of the virus has morphed the United States government into a, totali- into a totalitarian fascist state forcing infected individuals into quarantine camps with terrible conditions. So that one is almost a little, little too close to yeah, home. Yeah, that's, uh, that's good. Don't do, what, what do they say? Uh, 1984 is a, uh, it's supposed to be it's supposed fiction, to be not, fiction not, not, a, not a playbook. Yeah, not a playbook. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's what that sounds like there. Yeah. That's wild. And then finally, uh, the last one that I took from the list was uh, The 13th Floor from 1999. Oh, yeah, I remember that. So this one, this is a movie that kind of overshadowed The Matrix, but it happened the same year because it was uh, all about sort of that uh, sort of virtual reality I kind of say thing. It came out before The Matrix, right? Because people were talking about it quite a bit. Uh, maybe, but it was still overshadowed by the Matrix. Oh, absolutely! Um, the Matrix crushed that year. But it offered a look in the future characterized by advanced simulation, de- de- depicting the city of Los Angeles in the years 1999, hmm. 1937, and 2024. Cool, man! So it's 2024, and we're still we're still here. So we should watch some of those movies for sure. <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah. A Boy and His Dog is cool because if you watch like uh, I watch that. There's that a made good. for TV one like the day after. There's. Uh, there's threads and stuff. They're like kind of anti-war propaganda films in their own right. You know, mm-hmm. like, Hey, like don't nuke stuff. It's bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that's a, that's a, you know, and obviously we've got a um, fallout the series coming up. So that yeah. could be a cool thing to like, you know, could be a good to, one. you know, get in your mind's eye or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cool, man. Um, what do you got? <clears throat> I got all kinds of news. I got an interesting one here. We'll, we'll do TV movie first. Of course, game of Thrones series, Nine Voyages, that's the title, Nine Voyages, uh, has changed in talks from a live action show. You know, he's doing several spinoff series. They're working on three of them, apparently, mm-hmm. um, into an animated show. Martin agrees with the decision. That's George R. R. Martin for the audience. He doesn't um, care. That could also be a thing. And he goes, um, there's there's two other shows on the talks as well, like I said, but they said it's cool to animate it because it'd be expensive to build all the constructive sets of the Great Nine Voyages because you're basically constructing an entire new port. It's like you go to Dorne we don't want to spend one episode. The money. You get, yeah, you go, you go to King's Landing or whatever. There's a bunch of other places. CGI too. that shit. We yeah, don't want to see it. So it's probably less expensive to animate it, but animation can be very expensive too in its own right um, to make a new port every week. And I don't know how long that show would be, but um, it's also not out yet. But that was kind of interesting. Um, I can't picture Game of Thrones as a cartoon, though. Yeah. I like the show because of the people and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think the red wedding hits as hard if it's just, uh, you know, like splatter cartoon type stuff. Yeah. I mean, yeah. there can be some really adult animation and, there, and I'm not saying it hasn't been done well, right, but right. like, I think with, with game of Thrones, there comes an element of realism and a lot of that is lost in anime, even like realistic adult style animation. A lot right. of it, it's lost in translation to the screen. So, and then, I mean, some stuff that like comics are such a visual medium, right? Like, so, to me, I mean, magic is cool, right? If you that makes sense to animate magic because it's pretty crazy all the sure. things you can do and people flying around and stuff. Mm-hmm. And cartoons are really good at that, you know, mm-hmm. um, which is why superheroes and stuff like that work really well. But we'll see, you know, it could be good. Vox Machina, but there's magic in that. Yeah, well, it's a great cartoon. But the, yeah, well, yeah, but that's you know that's its own thing, right? You know what I mean? Exactly. Right. Uh, and here I got another one for you. Okay. And this is what I didn't want to talk about. So uh, 
you mentioned this Mickey Mouse. I was good. I had it. I had it here. To, I had it here to talk about. I'll, well, ju- talk I'll about jump. It. I'll jump to that. Let's and we'll, talk about we'll, it. We'll talk about Mickey Mouse because as of January first, he's public domain. Well, not all of Mickey Mouse. You are correct. Only the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse. Indeed. That's how that's how Disney differentiated. They're like they're like if Mickey was going to become public domain, they're like all right. Well, it's just this version of Mickey. We're going to slow roll it as well as as much as we can. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. So they can they can hold it off. But as of right now, the Steamboat Willie version of Mickey Mouse is in the public domain and people can do whatever they want with it. And, and? we've got some projects on the horizon <laughs> we, we and got... already some sick bastards are taking this and running with it. Instantly, now yeah. that he's public domain, mm-hmm. uh, he's following in the footsteps of our boy Winnie the Pooh. Blood in, and honey. In blood and honey <laughs> as a horror villain himself in yes. a movie called Mickey's Mousetrap. Yes. You can't make this up. Like yeah. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh and he the the killer or whatever is wearing a steamboat willy mm-hmm. uh style mask. Uh, mm-hmm. and then it's it's I, I saw the preview. It's literally Well, here's here's the synopsis. So okay, awesome. It's yeah. Alex's twenty first birthday, but she's stuck at the amusement arcade on a late shift. So her friends decide to surprise her, but a masked killer dressed as Mickey Mouse decides to play a game of his own with them, which she must survive. Do you, do you want to play a game? <laughs> yeah. Shall we? Shall we play a game? Yeah. Uh-huh. So the voice is the voice public domain yet? Because uh, he, well, he didn't talk. Right. He didn't talk. So, so I think that's, that's yeah. You can't really do that. Yeah. This is going to get creepy as, um, as more time goes on. Though I've got another one for you. Really? Yeah. So it doesn't stop there. There's a there's a new video game coming out. i like this already infestation 88 is the name of the video game okay and the synopsis goes in the year 1988 what was thought to be an outbreak of vermin morphed into something far (laughs) more sinister infestation 88 is an episodic one to four player co-op survival horror game in which you and your friends are exterminators called in to treat these mysterious infestations so the game developers released a trailer for the game, which okay. I watched. It's a minute-long uh, trailer featuring hazmat-suited characters trying to take out this giant, grotesque-looking Mickey Mouse leading this army of, like, diseased vermin, This basically. is ridiculous. Um, Infestation 88's Mickey is still decked out in the same outfit he had on in Steamboat Willie. Of course. But with blood all over his face and body. All right. That's uh, that's pretty wild. You know, I wonder if there's going to be any good uh, cosplays this year, like Mickey... Like oh, like like Steamboat Willie cosplays. That could be interesting. That could be interesting. We, we, should, should, yeah. we, should, we should check that out. I'm sure somebody will do it. I gave the idea. That's my idea. <laughs> Copyrighted, but it's copyright public, me. Pub, pub, <laughs> public, public domain. domain. Copyright me. <laughs> awesome. No, that's cool. Is that the only one? Uh, the only well, one? yeah. That's that's the only like I mean, big problem. We've got the the movie. We're in the talking game. just a couple days into the year. Yeah, when exactly. This is like, yeah. They, you know, they were already prepping it. Yeah, you could put Mickey into a book now, right? I mean, technically. Mm-hmm. Like it's just there. It's it's crazy. Like he's he's an Aesop's fable now, sort of. Like I said, just the Steamboat Willie version. Just though. that guy. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> you try to do like the Sorcerer's Apprentice Mickey, and You're Disney, fired. Disney's coming yeah, after you. She gone. You 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 can get that lawyer and get sued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right. Check this out. All right. Some video game news. Yep. Uh, this is kind of weird. This is more um, housekeeping stuff. You can check your yearly stats now yearly stats now for xbox and playstation online the number of hours you played how many games and what types of games role playing action shooter that kind of stuff as well as uh all your reward points earned uh i'm not gonna tell you the link because that's silly this is open to view until january 12th you can check out online how to actually do it and look it up i think ign or one of those big sites has a like a link you can click on and you can go see it Mm -hmm. um because i don't know if you sign on the i don't have a playstation so i don't know how their network works you know 
I know like there's an Xbox app for your phone, so maybe you can see it on there. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, So don't, don't quote me on any of that. (laughs) It's out there. Um, I won't quote you. Yeah. Cool. But I'm just going to say what you said. All right. Um, Cool. Uh, Yeah. What do you got? All right. A little something here. Uh, Remember we talked a little bit about um, Steven Yoon, I think is how the actor's uh, name is pronounced. Korean actor. He was on Walking Dead. I think it's pronounced Yoon. Yeah. 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 Y-U-E-N. Yeah. So uh, they were talking about him uh, casted potentially to play the role of. uh, We just talked about this. Yeah. Well, it started with an. I can't even remember the name. uh, Sorry, I'm breathing in the mic. Can't remember the name of the actor or the the character. It escapes me now. It's um, an MCU thing, right? Yeah, yeah, MCU thing. Um, anyways, well, this any, is why we need a live audience. Yeah. Just yell at us. Um, anyways, he is reportedly not going to be joining the Thunderbolts, so he's oh. so he's backed out of that. Okay. Uh, he was in talks to join the cast, but it has not yet been confirmed. And now it looks like he won't be doing that as at all. So, okay, uh, the Thunderbolts is kind of the anti Avengers film that they're putting together. Isn't um, is so, that? There's a guy called Black Bolt. Is he part of that? Well, no. Well, Thunderbolt is uh, Thunderbolt Ross. Okay. Who is uh, being uh, who? Uh, Harrison Ford replaced William Hurt after William Hurt passed away. Thunderbolt Ross, who is uh, yeah, you know, uh, General Ross, yeah. Betty Ross's father, yeah. um, and he was also in Civil War. But anyways, uh, the film uh, currently has uh, Yelena Belova, uh, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova, Sebastian Stan as Winter Soldier. Uh, let's see, uh, David Harbour as Red Guardian. Oh, and, those guys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, John Walker as U.S. Agent. Uh, so there, there's a couple of Taskmaster. Task, task Taskmaster. Master. I'm talking. I'm trying to talk task too fast master. here. Yeah. Um. So it was originally slated for July 2024 release. However, okay. as a result of the production trouble stemming from the strikes, the film has been pushed back to July 2025. I don't know if we mentioned that when we were doing our our year in review. I feel like we just kind of like. I don't know, like brain freezed or something. And mm-hmm. there's the, the writer strike was a huge part of last year. And yeah. Then, you know, like yeah, it was a huge part down. of last year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, but it's just kind of funny because uh, the plot for Thunderbolts involves a group of standout villains from different storylines getting tasked with government missions. What story, what movie does that sound like to you? Like every movie ever? Well, Suicide Squad. It's like yeah. in, MCU Suicide uh, Squad, yeah, basically. Yeah, I see that. Yep. Yeah, now I see it. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, so they took basically all the anti-heroes and villains and, yeah. like, throwing them together into, like, the anti-Avengers, basically. So is one of them going to be pretty wearing red, white, and blue and tattoos all Well, that's, that's, that's U.S. agent John Walker. No, I, well, I'm kidding. I was making oh, okay. a Margot Robbie. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay, I gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Uh, well, well, you know, Captain America was pretty and wearing red, white, and blue. So that's America's yeah. ass. Yeah, that is America's <laughs> ass. Uh, so, so that's uh, <laughs> sorry. That, no, that's right. That's right. That's what I got. Um, that's awesome. Do you have any more news? I do. I got. I got, a I, got couple a couple, I got one more thing. But go ahead. Okay. Well, I got. I got two. So this is perfect. Um, so Fallout Four is getting a mod, right? Okay. And. Uh, it's called Fallout London. It's a DLC sized, apparently. You know, it's supposed to be big. It's got a new trailer out. Um, and, you know, we've talked a little bit about mods on the show, and I think it's neat that uh, mainstream news is even reporting on this. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and mainstream news, you know, obviously, if you're in a video game, game news, those kind of websites and stuff. Um, what, you know, it shows that the, the they've created a larger community in the modding community with a wider acceptance overall, which is kind of nuts, right? Like, I think it's cool as we're getting a, a show coming up soon for Fallout. And, um, you know, I was going to ask you a little bit, 
in this segment just on what are some of your favorite mods because you've you've talked about them for, in for video just, games. Uh, and, yeah, um, I haven't played a lot of Fallout, but I can talk about Skyrim all day. Well, just mods in general. Like, there's a lot of games that have mods out there, and yeah. I think it's kind of kind I, of you a know neat I haven't concept, really you know? I haven't delved into the mods too much except Borderlands for Skyrim. Two, huge modding community. Yeah. Borderlands Two, and I love Borderlands. I watch a lot of those guys, Admiral Baru, Killer Six, all those dudes, just because the game is so entertaining, and I've played mm-hmm. the crap out of it too. Um, I've never played any of the mods though because mm-hmm. I played it on console and not on you know computer and i think that that inhibits a lot of people right you know mm-hmm. especially in our generation where yeah. computer gaming was the only thing for a bit you know like they kind of yeah. went back and forth and now it's uh you know now it's console and computer well, like computer there's just gaming so much stuff is really there. expensive because you, like you Can have it, to yeah. constantly like update your computer software right to do it um you know i was a computer gamer for a little while until my computer couldn't keep up with the games anymore and i was like oh, i'm just gonna buy a console i'm done yeah I, I mean it's just always been easier and also the physical media side and the collecting side and stuff like that i like consoles and stuff yeah um, but i had a computer at one point playing diablo 2 and all that good stuff um i never got into the warcraft thing like you guys did but but back to the the mod situation you played some skyrim mods i love some skyrim mods man and like what are what kind of crazy stuff do they do oh my gosh for man. those there's, of us who well, don't there's understand tons of, like, uh, well there's tons of expansion mods that i've played right uh falscar worm's tooth uh, and what, let's see. Can you yeah. can you explain like what so one of those mods would do? Yeah, yeah. So like, uh, so well, I mean, there's there's mods for pretty much everything. But what those what those mods are are um, specifically they create new regions okay. for you to like go explore, complete so with like, like new NPCs, more new towns. quests, more towns. Okay, that's things, awesome. things like that. Um, so I mean, so I've bigger run, map basically. Yeah, un, yeah. I've played a game called uh, I played a mod called Undeath. I thought you were going to say untethered. No, no, no. Untethered. And my rage knows no bounds. No. Uh, that uh, lets you become a lich. Oh, basically. Wow. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. That's uh, wild. Uh, Falscar and Worm's Tooth are take you, takes you to like, quote, uncharted regions of Skyrim or like okay. Irem, uh, let's say island regions of Skyrim where there's like new adventures. Midwood Isle, which introduces the Sun Elves. Okay. And there's like a whole island for you to like go explore and you have to go fight a demon lord at the end of it and everything. But these nice. are all things that you won't find in the game because right. they don't exist. Like, okay. like the modders completely wrote and created all of these adventures for you to go on. Like once you're done with the game, then, uh, then you can go do these things. Yeah, I, do, I don't want to put words in anybody's mouth. So would you say like it's kind of like, f- not freelance, but like it's it's people who love the game just yes. creating more game? Yeah. That's cool. That's basically what That's it is. That's super cool. Like people I've, smart enough to do I, that and create in the engines are you familiar, and stuff. Are you familiar with Beyond Skyrim? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're tracking this. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, like I've been waiting for that to drop since like Doesn't 2017. Doesn't put like the whole world in there all or something? Of, all of Tamriel. That's nuts. Or most of Tamriel. Uh, and if anybody doesn't know, like there's been a ton of... I almost said Ultima games. Oh my gosh. There's been a ton of, of, uh, Skyrim, Morrowind. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the other one? Uh, there's a bunch of these games that are, that are all exist. Elder in the Scrolls. And the, yeah, the Elder Scrolls universe, Elder Scrolls online is a big one and it's a big place and you have adventures, usually regional adventure, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, all of the games are designated to like a certain region. So like, like Skyrim's up, up north, right? Skyrim is, is like the Northern part of Tamriel. Cyrodiil is like the Imperial capital. That's like the central part. Morrowind uh, takes place on the Iden of Vardenfell, which is okay. like the North 
eastern region. Okay. Um, and then uh, Elder Scrolls Two Daggerfall takes place in like the northwestern Elder region. Is, is pretty pretty old IP. Oh yeah, back in the back to ninety four, I think is like yeah. when the original came out. So it's been around for a long like a, time. So man. it's kind of like Elder or Elder Scrolls. It's kind of like Ultima or Wizardry or Dungeons yeah. and Dragons, right? It, I mean, like, it's very much like based on stuff, yeah. Yeah. very much based on Dungeons and Dragons. Cool. Yeah. So I, sorry, we geek a little bit about the uh, the modding stuff and things. I'm, I'm but, hope, you know. Hopefully, if you're a fan of this show, then you're you're into that. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. For example, that would be like, let's say we're playing the new Call of Duty and you're like, man, I want this map. Like that's them, br- the equivalent of them bringing the map back and you can play that yeah. you know, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is cool. But which then, they do anyway. The company does that. Too yeah. Right. I mean, and there's tons of other things like there's, you know, certain weapon mods you can get. I have like one of my favorite mods is called Anigo, and that's, you get this Kaji follower who is like the coolest dude ever. Okay. And he's got his whole backstory. That's the cat people, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's yeah. got his whole backstory. I and met he has that like, guy. yeah. <laughs> He has a side quest and like a story that goes along with the quest and stuff. It's crazy. But yeah, lots, t- lots of mods out there for the modern community. Did I tell you the story? We met the dude, the the guy that is the Khajiit guy from the game at oh, DragonCon. Really? Con. Did, 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 I don't remember. I, I might have, if I, if I tell the story, it'd be real short. Okay. Uh, so we're at DragonCon, right? And I saw this guy in a news um, thing. Like he was literally on the news like the year before. Right. And he was talking about like kind of like cosplaying and stuff like this. And basically the thing looks like a giant like furry monster, like not sure, a furry, yeah. but like, it's like a cat, a, it's it's a cat, a cat guy, right? And he's wearing like a, he's got a little hat, kind of mm-hmm. like, um, like an Afghanistan type hat and stuff like that. He's a really cool looking character, right? And I talked to him. Oh, uh, Kajaro the liar. I yeah. Think. Or not, yeah. No, the so, liar. Yeah. He's a yeah. liar. So, My, no, sorry. Mike the liar. So I walk over to this guy, like totally just hanging out, you know, and I'm like, oh man, Hey, I saw you on the news. That's super yeah. cool. And he goes, I don't know what you're speaking of. And like, <laughs> Yeah, he starts lying to me, right? He does not know that which you speak. So me and Richie are walking down the hallway and we're like up in one of the elevated things. So it's like he can't get away, right? Like he's like, we're all kind of close together, you know, like waiting for like to go past the elevators to go down to the tiki bar or something like that. Somewhere in that area where it's tight, right? Mm -hmm. And he goes, I don't, I was never on the news. I don't know what you're talking about. He's lying. And I'm looking at him. I'm like, (laughs) dude, that's what he does. I'm like, you can't tell me that two people have the same costume because it's just so detailed. I'm like, this guy made this costume. I was like, yeah, yeah, no, no. Like you were talking about philanthropy and all the stuff in that, like the help you do for all this thing like he had he's like a totally like yeah. cool guy he's doing other stuff yeah. and he goes i don't understand this word you speak to me and richie's just he's, like he's full on in yeah, character richie's like <laughs> like laughing and not, like i can't even tell richie's laughing because he's behind me and then I, and then he and then he asked me what time it is and that he does that in the game i guess yeah and like i'm like oh it's like 10 16 like totally oblivious to what's happening right now because you know i had a couple you don't know mike the liar too i was just i was losing it like it was great totally in character mike the liar lies just a lie just crushed it yeah it was it was good that was a cool moment because it was like super you know nice i love it kind of yeah fun anyway sorry no 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 no, no, it's fine it's fine yeah so you got you got some more stuff going on Uh, i got i got one more little piece of news uh, and this isn't like a whole big thing but i just uh kind of video game adjacent news uh hbo's the last of us the, okay. the series yeah, yeah. broke a record for 2023. What was that? The most pirated show of 2023. That's <laughs> it, a weird record. It is, yeah, I know. It, it topped the list, uh, which featured four consecutive Disney Plus series from second to fifth. How do they track that if you get I better at your pirating? I, I know. Apparently. Get better at your pirating because people know. Well, like they, I think they know like where the sites are before they get shut down and they can see the oh, numbers okay. and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, the, which included The Mandalorian, also Pedro Pascal. Yep. And he was very popular this yeah, last year. Uh, yeah. Loki season two. I love that show. And, uh, Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yeah. I and the that. Secret Invasion series. So, Oh, wow. Yep. I didn't, you know, I didn't watch Secret Invasion. I didn't either. Yeah. But we, we talked about that earlier. Um, yeah. uh, my last little thing is uh, Star Wars Outlaws, mm-hmm. um, which is the uh, game that Ubisoft is doing. Looks like it's going to come out late. 
2024. Don't mm-hmm. have a quarter. Can't say third or fourth because mm-hmm. I don't know. And that's the open world game, as we've mentioned. You know, uh, Ubisoft does the Assassin's Creed games, and they're huge and they're awesome and really um, pretty cool games. You know, and they, they've had a great series, but they're doing a Star Wars game, and you're going to be in mm. it, so you can Han Solo it up, kind of thing. You know, yeah. I like to Han Solo it up from time to time. Yeah, sometimes I. Uh, in, what is it like you're in the matrix, your residual self image? Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of picture myself as like Harrison Ford or like <laughs> Pierce Brosnan or somebody who doesn't look anything like me. Well, sometimes I, I just walk into a dinner party and just start blasting, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> and I started blasting. Uh, awesome. But that's, that's kind of where I, where I land on news this week. Yeah. Same here. So yeah. I think that's cool. You want to, you want to go ahead and break out some reviews to close out the segment? Sure thing, man. All right. Do you want to, you got a little something to review, don't you? I got a short one, man. And I watched this movie and I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So okay. you're not going to get, this is not a long rant by sure. any stretch. I watched the Meg two. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> as everybody knows, I'm a pretty big fan of the you, Meg one. You do love the Meg. I love the Meg. You know, me and my daughter watched that movie quite a bit. It's like, it's just innocent fun. Yeah. Which giant shark. Giant Why not? sharks yeah, exactly. are yeah, it's wild. And I'm a big fan of Jaws and stuff, mm-hmm. obviously. I always say if you wanna if you wanna have a good day, grab a glass of bird, bourbon and watch Jaws. And, yeah. and you'll be fine. Yeah, why not? Um so the Meg Two, man. Uh spoilers? Yeah. I, I think we can spoil okay. it. Okay, spoilers for the Meg Two. Yeah. If you like dinosaurs, <laughs> uh giant sharks and giant octopuses, go watch this movie. Um you know, f- film quality wise and all that good stuff. Look, it looks cool. Yeah, there's CGI and stuff, and some of it looks a little silly. I mean, you're making multiple giant sharks with a far fetched, um, you know, plot. Jason mm-hmm. Statham, still the man. He's a awesome. Of course, he's basically a superhero. But there's some meta stuff in the movie that I, that's what I really what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So there's some some um, what do you call it? Uh, not spoilers or. or uh, they harken back to some Jaws moments. Right, so, of course. So there's a dude you running around when, when people are getting eaten and crazy shark moment. And what does he do? He screams for his dog, Pippin, Pippin. <laughs> and I'm like, that's hilarious, right? Because it's like just straight out of Jaws. Some of the filming of the people swimming with the legs and stuff, mm-hmm. straight out of Jaws. Like, And they did it on purpose, you can tell. So the directors are intelligent enough to like, hey, we're making a, a wild B movie here. Mm-hmm. But like, you got to respect the, the master of the art, right? Right, right. And um they they did a couple of those things, uh, and, and the, don't worry, the dog's safe. Yeah, spo- <laughs> I said spoilers. Right? That's my thing. Don't ever hurt the dog. Leave save, the dog also, alone. Also saved by the little girl, so it's like super like cute. Like I had to save the dog, you know, kind of funny thing like mm-hmm. that. So in between the movies, though, the characters actually have development. The girl's like twelve now. You know, she was like a kid in the first one. It's the same girl, right? Like it's the same characters, which I thought was really cool because usually it's just like. Ah, we'll just make a met, you know, we're not going to hire the same people. We'll just make a crazy movie. Right. Just put Jason Statham in it and we'll just make up everything around him. Right. Sure. No, they, they actually do have like a, a, they're linked together, you know? Um, and, uh, so in between the movies, the, the comic relief guy, he, he like, they're standing there and he's kind of goofy, like dude. Right. And, um, some guys come out with some guns or whatever. And he just starts like start karate chopping them and taking their guns and beating them up. And they're like, what happened? He goes, I learned to fight. Like, he's like, I went, he's like, after basically like, you guys are crazy after the last bunch of crap that happened. He's like, he's like, I learned survival skills. I learned how to fight. I learned all this crap. And then like, he's got a backpack he's running around with, even swims with it and stuff. It's kind of funny. And they're like, what is that? He's like, it's my survival bag. And he's got like a total like prepper survival bag. And, uh, he ends up pulling out like a desert Eagle out of it. Like, you know, <laughs> like he's got like some of the tools they need. So yeah. it's like a funny way to be like, like, it's one of those, I, I call him like a meta moment. Cause it's yeah. like the movie's like kind of totally aware of itself and the actors are aware of what's going on, which is really funny. And, um, even at the end, he shoots a dinosaur with the desert Eagle and he's like, who says 50 caliber is an impractical round. Like, it's just like, 
it's funny, like pop culture stuff, like nobody carries a desert Eagle, like in action movies and stuff. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's one of those things I, I got. It's very self-aware. Yeah. I, I loved it. It's very entertaining. I'm not going to say it's a great movie, but it's fun to watch and I, I got a kick out of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. The make too. All right. Yeah. Fun. You have, have pop the beer with your friends and watch yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, I mean, Meg one might be a better film, uh, but Who's to say? I like giant octopuses too, and there's one in the movie, so you got you got to watch it. <laughs> all right, sweet. All right, well, all right. Uh, I, I got to get. I guess I got to get to this. Um, oh, oh, ooh, this is what I've been waiting for all week. He, he, I've, I've bitched about it at length. All right, so <laughs> I, I watched uh, the 2022 uh, series, The Watcher, on Netflix. Now, before before I get into this, I'm gonna I'm I'm, I'm gonna take. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a side I'm gonna take a side tangent, and you're gonna be like, "What the hell are you talking about? Where are you going?" But I'm gonna loop it back around. I'm here. I'm, okay, I'm, I'm down. All yeah. right. So first of all, uh, before we get into this, I wanna I wanna tell you a, a plot. I wanna give you a plot synopsis. Okay. For something that I wrote, and you tell me if you think this will be a, a good a good story. Okay. Okay. All right. So this doesn't have anything to do with the Watcher, but we'll circle it back around. All right. So we have uh, a woman, she's a journalist in New York city, right? Okay. Her father died when she was really young and she saw the body at his funeral. You know, she, she buried him. Like she knows this man is dead and gone. Okay. Um, but now in her adult life, pictures of her father are surfacing on social media in Italy. Right. So, so okay. All right. You got, you got me. Tracking, yep. All right. She tries to contact the account, but she gets a mysterious message. And the only thing it says is those who fail to see the truth fail to see the trials ahead. All right. Got me so far. So she travels to Italy in search of answers. Okay. Like what happened to her father? So, uh, she sits next to this man on the flight to Italy and, uh, he, he has, a, they have a brief conversation, but as he is getting up to like leave and get off the plane, he turns to her and says, those who fail to tr- see the truth fail to see the trials ahead. I'm seeing a theme here. All right. Now, like, who is that man? Like, we, we don't know. Like, what is, what is, what does he know? Right. So she gets to Italy and she checks into the hotel and when she wakes up, everybody is gone. There's nobody there. Like she walks out to the street. There's nothing. Um, no social media, like phones are down, like there's no internet. Like mm. she appears but now. But there were people when they when she checked in? Yeah, when she checked okay. in. She now appears to be the last woman on earth. She hears whispers and occasionally off in the distance, she sees her father watching her. And when she gets there, she can't catch him. Now, okay. would you watch that a movie you'd watch? It sounds pretty interesting, It's right? interesting. Yeah. Like, like maybe she's like in a computer. I'm not, like my mind's running Yeah, here. you want to like know. You yeah, want to know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you like to know like what the through line is? Would you is? like to know more? Yeah. Would you want to yeah. know? I have no fucking idea. I just pulled all that out of my ass right now. It has, it makes absolutely no sense. It has no through line. There's no connecting tissue to it. I just made up a bunch of random shit. I kind of like that. Though. Okay. Right. Yeah. Good job. But, yeah. Thank you. But none of it makes any sense. It has no meaning. I just made all that shit up off the whim. And there you have the watcher on Netflix. <laughs> well, right, is it that so, good though? <laughs> we'll get into it. All right. So here's the synopsis for the watcher on Netflix, the Braddock family who are looking to move from New York, from New York city to their suburban home are looking at a house at six fifty seven Boulevard in Westfield, New Jersey. Uh, Dean played by Bobby Cannaville and Nora 
played by Naomi Watts, move into this house. Now, soon after they arrive in the house, they start getting creepy letters in the mail threatening the family. Ooh, I don't like that. An odd series of weird events begin to happen. Everybody in the neighborhood is, like, really creepy and don't seem to like outsiders for some reason. Okay. Uh, The next-door neighbors die in an apparent murder-suicide. And then a few episodes later, they're back. Like with no explanation. What? A hidden camera in the house reveals a strange teenage girl who was allegedly murdered in the house in the 90s with no explanation. Dean meets one of the previous owners of the house who says that the neighbors are in some kind of blood cult, but then is later revealed that he's insane. But then they reveal that he's an actor, which hints that maybe somebody's putting him up to telling him the story. Okay. Okay. And there are strange shadows in the house hinting that someone is in the house with them. Someone breaks into the house and kills Dean's son's pet ferret, but it's never revealed who or how they did it. And <laughs> there's apparently a hidden tunnel somewhere in the house, which is never explained. Do they go in the tunnel? No. So here's... They just know it's there. So I'm going to sum up uh, the Netflix's... Uh, Netflix's... The Watcher on Netflix with a, a quote from Shakespeare. Okay. From Macbeth. Life's but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. It is a a tale told by an idiot full of sound and fury signifying nothing. And when I say signifying nothing, Keith, I mean just that. They said absolutely nothing. Wait, that's the whole show? That's the whole show. So nothing happened? Well, they don't give any sort of explanation or through line to the end of it and they leave it and they, they kind of justify it by saying like well it's based on a true story which what which d- d- we'll get into the true story later um but they and it was kind of an unsolved mystery but like most of this random stuff that happened in the show did not happen in real life i like your story better yeah, yeah right but also this sounds like a story like a camp counselor would tell people to scare them yeah and like he doesn't wrap the things up because everybody just hangs on to yeah the, yeah the note. well he's yeah. just making it up as it goes along yeah, right yeah um, what this was is just a plot where things just happened with no rhyme or reason. And every time you thought that they were going to give you some sort of meaningful answer to the questions that they themselves raised, they just take another left turn, leading you to believe that everything you just learned was meaningless. This is stressing me out. Yeah, it, it's so it's like lost with no payoff. Yeah, no, exactly. Now, uh, now the misdirection thing—it's a fine tactic to use once or twice, right? Yeah, yeah, we love it. We like that. But when yeah. you do this shit every single episode, learning that everything that just happened in the last episode was meaningless, it's exhausting and an overuse of misdirection. But you watch that though. <laughs> I did watch that. And, and, and now I'm getting to like the, the good things. Uh, it, it's well paced. Uh, and it's actually well scripted, believe it or not. Okay. Um, the showrunners insert a lot of uh, thriller-like tension into the story, and the actors turn in a good performance. It was good to see Naomi Watts again. I haven't seen her on anything famous, in a long time. Like, yeah. I mean, real actor, yeah. Um, and if they had any idea what direction they were taking with the story, it could have been solid. But instead, what we get is a series of weird instances all thrown into the blender on high, and the goop that is produced from it is just thrown at the wall. Because when you don't have to reveal a through line to your plot, you can just do whatever you want. Um, ultimately, I, go ahead. I can't tell what the show is actually about. No. <laughs> this the, is weird. And neither did And I watched it. Neither do I. Uh, ultimately, the watcher didn't know if it wanted to be a psychological thriller, a ghost story, or a dark mystery, and instead ends up being absolutely nothing. It's a waste of seven episodes. Save your save yourself the time. Skip it. Don't bother watching it. Oh man. 
That's, well, I'm sorry you had to sit through that. <laughs> I, uh, you know, well, by that point, I was already like invested in it. Um, I think there was like one point after episode five, Sharice was over and I was like, I'm watching this show. She's like, oh yeah, the watcher, I watched it. And I was like, all right, spoil it for me. Like, do they explain this in the end? She goes, you, you want me to spoil it? And I said, yeah. She goes, nope, they don't explain it. They just don't explain it. And I was just like, well, F this. But at that point I had to finish watching it because like <laughs> I was going to do, I, well, yeah. I was going to do, I, I'd watched five episodes. So I had to do a review. So How I finished the last is seven. Thing? Seven. Wow. I wonder what kind of paycheck they got for making it. Too much. Yeah. <laughs> That's sad, man. Yeah, but that's, uh, hey, but you know what? When we get to Mysterious World tonight, I'm going to talk about the real story behind The Watcher. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, so we it's can, got some, uh, some some roots. Yeah, it's got some roots. All Closure, right. no. Roots, yes. All right. Fair enough. Sweet. All right. Well, now I'm horribly depressed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what will cheer us up? Uh, a conversation with Comic Man? A conversation with Comic Man. Heck yeah, man. I got some good stuff for you guys tonight. Let's get into it. All right. Comic Man from Baltimore. He's got more books than a comic store. From X-Men to Fantastic Four, all the sagas he's explored. It's time to check in with Comic and Man. And we are on with Comic Man. Oh, yeah. Mr. Charles, how you doing, sir? Gentlemen, happy holidays. What's going on? We're we're doing great, man. Hope we had a great new year. Hope you did too. Yeah, happy new year. Uh, it's actually my son's 10th birthday yesterday, so oh, he got right. to play hooky. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was cool. supposed, to go to, he was supposed to go back to school yesterday, and I was like, nah, that's not happening on my <laughs> <Yeah>. watch. <So. laughs> cool dad points, cool dad points. I think so, you, yeah, you so for the yeah, year. We, we went out. He got he got he got Chick Fil A. He got pizza. He oh, got man. Gran Turismo Seven. The Lord's Joe's, Chicken. Pokemon cards. Oh, the kids wow. were just like <laughs> living his best life. Oh, yeah, all things kids love Chick Fil A. <laughs> I know. Games. He, he are you are you up he to almost or? even he he always, actually almost even hugged me and he doesn't hug because he's like you know a little he's like yeah you know, he's he's like one of those types of like people like he's a little on the spectrum he's like a little close to that borderline yeah. so he's like emotionally like detached. I just thought he was, he was like from the Wild West. Like, no, he's just uh, he he doesn't really ever do that. But he was so excited, so, so I was like, "All right, he has a good day." Are, are, you, awesome. are, are you up to adopting a forty-two-year-old man so I can get all that stuff for my birthday too? I'll hug you, Dad. <laughs> I, I think they frown upon that. I'm fairly certain that's illegal in some places. <laughs> Well, I identify as a 10-year-old boy, if that helps. It's really oh, good. in that case. <laughs> oh, my God. Wish granted. Uh, I can't get Dylan to play with action figures. We've talked about that on the show. So you're definitely not identifying as a 10-year-old. Actually, I probably played play with action figures for long, far longer than I should have as a kid. Well, I have a bunch. I have, like, six. I don't have a lot, but I have, like, six, like, Star Wars ones on my desk nice. and five, like, Marvel ones on my desk. But, like, he's been getting the... The, the, the six inch, the six inch ones, like the black series, the, oh, the big ones, yeah. classified series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what. So there's this this set of uh, Cobra Vipers that he's looked at. It's it's it was like a hundred bucks. So it was like three of them together, mm-hmm. and he is every time we go to the store, he picks them up and he looks at them. He's like, I wish these were cheap. He always like checks the price just to, just to check because he knows we can't afford like just a hundred bucks for like an action figure, right? You know, right. For three, but you know, yeah. But I I've I've been keeping an eye on it, and like two weeks ago, like it dropped to like fifty five percent off on Amazon. Oh wow! And it was Ooh. I was I was like I am I was like forty seven bucks. I was I told my wife I was I was like I gotta jump on this. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> one of these for like a year. He's one of these for over a year. So like when he opened it last night, he like lost his damn. Oh, oh nice, nice, nice. Best, yeah. There's a so it was it was worth it. There's a, a whole community. I'm not trying to get them to get more stuff, but uh, the um, there's like a whole community that's starting to build like 
G.I. Joe vehicles for that series. Oh, fun. Yeah. So like they're retro like, vehicles. Cool. So they're bigger, you know, like the hiss and like, you know, some of those things from the cartoon and it's pretty neat, you know, and it, people are so creative. It's, it's, it's awesome. It's, 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 those are the cool things about the internet. Those, I know, those, right? Those yeah. are the things we like, we like about the internet. That's what the internet's for. <laughs> that means. That's what it's supposed to be yeah. for. So that and pornography. I mean, come on. <laughs> poor, poor. Everybody's favorite. <laughs> oh, man. Well, as we move forward into... Uh, as we, <laughs> you're like that. You're like, anyways, going to take an exit from this conversation. Great segue. Doing your professional. Way, always professional. Before we, before we derail into a topic, a uh, conversation about porn... Uh, <laughs> so as we move into, uh, 2024 and, uh, we talked a little bit about, uh, you know, the year ahead, the year behind and everything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we're touching on a little bit of time travel tonight. And, mm. uh, and we thought we would jump on, uh, one of our favorite time travel sagas. Is it though? Well, I mean, I'm yeah, kidding, well, I'm actually, kidding. you know, I can't say because I, I, I didn't actually read it. Um, I didn't either. But I, I saw my, my, my experience with this comes from the X-Men animated series two part. That was based on it, Days of Future Past. Now, this, of course, was based on the comic book series X Men '97. Yeah, the X Men '97s. They did they did a two parter where they where they did like a they did the storyline for Days of or their own version of Days of Future Past. We should get together and try to binge watch that entire show one time. We should. I've been doing it. I've been doing it on Disney Plus. It's so good. They were going to bring it. They're going to bring it back. I think, right? Yeah, they've yeah, talk, they are. They're doing a revival. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm so on board. You know how? I, it, never mind. I'll just stop. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like, yeah, I was going to say people did costumes of, um, you know, uh, 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 not Mysterio. What's her name? She changes Mystique. Mystique and like that would be like half Mystique, kind of like the scrolls. Like they change it. Those people. are cool. I, I've, I've yeah, seen those. Costumes. They're really, they're really cool and in super in depth. Nobody does a morph. Because Morph's awesome. He can be anybody. Yeah. So you could literally dress up at anybody and be like, I'm Morph. <laughs> just saying. Yeah, you, can't, you can't tell. Yeah. So, I mean, regale us, if you will, maybe say the Cliff Notes, just a, a quick walkthrough of uh, the old classic yeah. Days of Future Past, where they uh, they they elaborate or they, they hint at the uh, far off future year of 2013 in <laughs> Days of Future Past. <laughs> We'll keep it in Jira. This is not the triple X then. So. <laughs> um, Wait, is that a thing? Yeah, you know, it's 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 funny. You know, we 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 talked recently on the show about like um about the different crises in uh, mm-hmm. DC Comics, like these big events and stuff like that. And a lot of them, like Indeed. especially nowadays, are like these multi-part epics that like go on for like months, and you've got to collect like forty-five books and Correct. you know send in three UPC symbols from pop culture oh. all the story. And, <laughs> but like. This was a story that's it's still considered it's from 1981. It's still considered wow. one of the greatest stories of all time, and it's two issues long, two wow. regular size that's issues. Awesome. That's awesome. There's nothing more, and it was supposed to just be like that was it. Like it was, it's, it was, you know, it was, it was Uncanny um, X Men 141 and 142, mm-hmm. and it was one of the one of Chris Claremont's you know big songs. You know, you know Chris Claremont was. Of course helming the X-Men from like the seventies all the way to, you know, to 91. Ah. And he came back a couple of times like since then, but like he was like, he's the second longest X-Men writer. I think in terms of the issues he might be, because I think mm-hmm. Mike Carey eventually beat him out doing mm-hmm. X-Men and X-Men legacy. But Claremont stories, you know, dark Phoenix saga, yeah. you know, this one he's created, and he's created so many characters like, like Mystique. You mentioned Mystique right. before. Yeah. Mystique was actually created as a, Miss Marvel villain. She had, she debuted in Miss Marvel comics, really? mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why um, Rogue went after 
Miss mm-hmm. Marvel when when uh, when Rogue's first appearance in the Avengers Annual number ten. Rogue's tough. It was because she was working with. It was supposed to. That was all supposed to be stuff that was going to be being played out in the Miss Marvel comics. Miss Marvel got canceled. And she was just like, well, now you're over here. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> so and, yeah. so like, Claremont, Claremont was good about that. He's just like, okay, I can't use my character here. Now he's here and you're going to like it. Well, that's <laughs> yeah. actually pretty smart, especially since uh, Miss Marvel got canceled like a whole bunch of times throughout its run. Miss yeah, mm-hmm. Marvel is on like volume like a million like yeah. right now. <laughs> so, right, right. But like he, but like he did, this was like one of those stories that was just supposed to be pretty much like almost like a one and done and it's it's again in the far off you know 2013 you know which is amazing and mm-hmm. i think the fact that it's 2024 now and this hasn't happened is just proof that they did the job yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly yeah <laughs> i think this just proves that time travel works Mission or, or a sliding timeline but you know whichever <laughs> yes far out. um but the 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 gist of it is that senator kelly robert robert mm-hmm. um kelly is this big politician he debuted a couple of issues before that like around like 133 135 mm-hmm. thereabouts and he's running on a big anti-mutant pa- platform yeah his wife was killed um not by the x-men like he knows the x-men didn't do it but it was a fight involving the x-men and she was killed as collateral damage mm-hmm. and it doesn't you know he doesn't care why she was killed he doesn't care who's you know what they were doing to save the day all he cares about is mutants are bad he wants to have them, you know, into the registration camps, and he gets, you know, he's on, he's he's running for president, like he's he's actually right. gonna make a run at the president. You know, he he's he's a big player right now in, mm-hmm. in in politics, and Mystique and the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, they assassinate him, and that triggers this Days of Future's Past storyline. They, they didn't turn him into water like they did the movie, right? <laughs> no, they, they yeah. did not do that. He did not explode <laughs> like a sack. That was weird. But no, he he yeah, it was super weird. <laughs> But you know, he, but he like that. That was the whole. That's the whole thing. Like the death, uh, the assassination of Kelly is all the people need uh, to finally put that. And Bolivar Trask was the inventor of the Sentinel program mm-hmm. way back in oh. like X and like X Men like number fourteen. Those are back, like, like ultimate the original run. Sorry, those are, those are those, like great bad guys. To fight. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. And and Bolivar Trask created the Sentinels to hunt mutants, and this is what brings like you know part of this whole thing. Eventually, it was called Project Wide Awake. Was like you know with all the all the mutants and stuff like that. And Senator Kelly, his death galvanizes the movement, and the Sentinels take over, and eventually mm-hmm. they go a little bit too far. But like so, everything is like you no know, mutants are in camps. Mm-hmm. Bishop, who we've seen, I love has Bishop. that big M. Well, that big M on his face was was like a tattoo branding yeah. that was given to mutants. All the mutants in the camp oh, had the wow. M. Because Bishop's and, from the future, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Bishop from and the Cable future. Are, are both from the future. Well, Cable's, Cable's from far, our time. Yeah, yeah C- Cable was born here and oh. then raised in the future. Cable is oh, the son yeah. of Cyclops and Madeline Pryor, who was a clone of Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. Oh, far out! And he was he was infected by the um, by a techno organic virus uh, by Apocalypse because Apocalypse knew that Mister Sinister had engineered this yeah. little marriage together to like use as a weapon against him. Mm-hmm. So he infected him with this illness that would keep his like some of his mutant powers at bay to save him. Uh, Cyclops was forced to give him up to this woman who runs this like this clan in the future, the Ascani clan. Mm-hmm. And Mother Ascani comes to him and is like, "Look, I can take him to the future and cure him. He's going to be a big help to us, but you might never see him again." So he's like, "I got to do it to save my son." And wow. that was in um, that was back in X Factor. That was X Factor sixty seven and sixty eight when that happens. The You're end blowing of the my mind. Right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> really. <laughs> 
I just and, always uh, liked those yeah, guys so he goes up. from the cartoons and their appearances in the '90s comic books. I was like, these are the two most badass Jack dudes come from the future, and they kick butt. You know, mm-hmm. like, they're awesome. Yeah, they're, they're, it's funny because like Cable looks physically older than Cyclops, but it's actually Cyclops' son. Yeah, right. And right. they eventually, they eventually did. Is that why he's got a red story, eye? There, well, there was a storyline called the. Um, Sorry, I'm derailing this whole thing. I, I no, apologize. That's okay. No, yeah. that's no, that's fine. There, there was a storyline called the Extinction Agenda because. They're in the future, the baby Cable, you know, baby Nathan was cloned just in case mm-hmm. he couldn't survive. And that clone oh, becomes the Strife. Yeah. Strife mm-hmm. Oh, who's man, the that's another liberation guy. Front. Yeah. This is and crazy. He's the leader, and, and, like, we find out at the end of New Mutants number 100 that Strife looks just like Cable mm-hmm. under the helmet. And, we're, we're, and, like, we're like, wait, is he playing both sides? How does this work out? And then the executioner song comes out and Strife really believes that he's the original deal. He thinks he's OG Nathan Summers and he gets revenge on the X-Men. He disguise, he dresses up as Cable, tries to assassinate mm-hmm. Professor X so that everybody goes after Cable wow. while he while he uses Mr. Sinister to kidnap Jean Grey and Cyclops and try to get revenge on them for abandoning him as a child. And then we, we find out eventually in the um, Fathers and Stun storyline in Cable 6 through 9 that mm-hmm. he's actually the clone and, and Nathan Summers is the original, you know, Cable is the original one. Do, and do, they make up. Dylan's over so, here yeah, like nodding. Well, because like, I, I read Executioner's song, yeah, so I'm yeah, like, I'm like, nodding. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This yeah, is yeah. blowing my mind. And Dylan's like, yeah, yeah, this is good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, this is nuts. Yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, no, it, it was it was it was cool stuff, but like, but like, yeah, he so he's yeah he's from he's from the future he's from our future, and, and it's funny because that's it's 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 actually not as far derailed as 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 you think it is because one of the major players that comes out of this future is going to tie into this with mm-hmm. days of future wow. past. So I'll I'll get there. So okay, <laughs> the basic, the, buckle up. The basic <laughs> yeah, the basic gist is that adult Kitty Pride, who's Shadowcat, who is you know going by the older name of Kate Pride in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she gets her mind transferred back into her younger self. Like the movie has, yeah, the the movie has her sending Wolverine's mind back. That was just because Wolverine's a lot more marketable than just, you know, Kitty Pride. He's very marketable. So yeah, exactly. So it was was like, it was was no brainer, but in the comics, Rachel Summers, who is in this future version, this is eventually it, be, it got a designation. It's Earth 811. Mm-hmm. Originally didn't have its own number, but now it's 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 Earth 811. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but Earth 616 is the Earth that we know. All our all our comic books take place in all the Marvel comics. That's, well, the that's where Marvel we live, comic right? Universe. Yeah. That's where we are. Yeah. <laughs> that's where I live. That's yeah. outside my window. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he uh, she's Rachel Summers is the in this version in this future she is the daughter of Jean Grey proper and Cyclops, mm-hmm. and she has you know vast she she's got you know super you know advanced like psychic powers and telekinesis and telepathy and all that stuff, and she uses her powers to send Kate Pride into the body of her younger self to stop this whole thing from happening because we need to end this. And she ultimately does, but like we see like glimpses of what's happening in the future and we see the Sentinels just like killing everybody. Like, you know, they're, they're in camps. Mm-hmm. Rachel is, um, her, she's not, they're not married, but they're like practically a like common law marriage to Franklin Richards, the son of fantastic fours, mm-hmm. Reed Richards and Sue Richards. Okay. Mm-hmm. Their, um, their son is like a super powerful mutant. 
and they're together in this in this timeline. But like, you no, know, he winds up getting killed off. Wolverine gets killed off. Now, you know, mm-hmm. everyone just gets like, you know, wiped out. Mm-hmm. And it's the Sentinels have gotten too big for the program. They've gone beyond just mutants. They're going after anyone defending them. They're going after anyone with power. So like Spider Man, you know, Captain America, all meta anybody yeah. who's yeah, yeah, and, anything, like, and, Ultron doesn't get involved with this. <laughs> yeah, and and it's, it's basically what it's kind of kind of almost kind of like like where like you no know, th- these things are really calling the shots like they had already had an advanced ai called the master mold that mm-hmm. was able to produce its own basically produce its own like it was like it was, it was like a giant easy pay coven it looked like it was just right. sit there on a throne and its stomach would open up and it was like another sentinel it was weird as hell <laughs> yeah we call Old those machine shops. Books. Well, I remember, I remember yeah. from the the '97 series when they were questioning Master Mold, and then like you know, you were supposed to protect, protect us from humans, and he was said he said yeah. negative. Humans are mutants are humans, therefore humans must be protected from themselves. And yeah, then it was just old- yeah. That's deep. Old old school X Men comic books were weird. I mean, there was a whole like couple of issues where. No. They needed to get somewhere and they couldn't afford it. So they took instead of just like asking like one of like like Reed Richards and someone for money, they took odd jobs as construction workers to try and raise money for plane fare to rescue Professor X. I mean like, <laughs> like bizarre. The sixties and seventies comics were absolutely it's like, it's, like it sounds unhinged. like every plot to those early eighties movies, like like they live, like Ronnie <laughs> Piper's like a construction worker and stuff. Yeah. Mm. It's kind of funny. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of crazy stuff going on back then. Mm-hmm. But the master mold was was a cool addition and that came back to bite them um, okay. along with Senator Kelly, which I'm also, I'll also get to it all. It all goes back. Everything's connected. I'm, it's I'm, all I'm always back. like Charlie. I'm always, I'm always Charlie day with, with the, with the board, you know? <laughs> we got to talk about the mail, Mac. Yeah. <laughs> it's all there. She doesn't exist. But, but, but they do, they, they do succeed in stopping mystique from assassinating Senator Kelly. Mm-hmm. Okay. And in theory, that's supposed to be it. And that was originally Chris Claremont's plan was mm-hmm. we've avoided the future. Right. And that's it. That's how we do it. But Marvel liked the idea of keeping that future in play mm-hmm. just in case. Right. And they wound up keeping it alive. So when Kate when Kate went back to her like future body, it should have been completely different. Everything should have been fixed. But she goes back and like her world is still screwed up. It just created a branch timeline. I was gonna right. say she, this, this there was is nothing. It. There was nothing she could do about Earth 811, but she stopped it from happening in Earth 616. Mm-hmm. And that was the big twist at the end. And Claremont wasn't happy about it. He really wanted it to just be like that. Because he, he felt it was kind of like it was all for nothing. Like she went through all of that stuff and still failed. But they were like, but look at what we can do with this. And eventually he came around to it because we did get Rachel Summers, you mm-hmm. know, coming back to our timeline and becoming a member of the team Mm -hmm. and you know coming from this alternate you know this alternate future and she you know her and gene gray didn't kind of mix because gene wasn't happy about her like suddenly like adult daughter who did she never even had yet she felt it was kind of like putting pressure on her she's like i'm not even married to cyclops we don't have any kids you know he has a kid with my with his with his ex-wife who's a clone of me so Mm -hmm. i don't want this pressure and now there's a full-grown like adult you know like daughter that i'm supposed to be love it's like she was so she was kind of standoffish Mm -hmm. But it was an interesting <laughs> thing that came about. <laughs> yeah, they, their, their family tree is like jacked. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a bush. Yeah. But I said, I said, I said, I would tie it back to Cable. It turns out that she indeed becomes in the future Mother Ascani, the one who takes Cable to the future in X Factor. Okay. So she is actually she. So Rachel Summers, who is technically his half sister from another timeline 
is the one who winds up going to into the helping him and raising him in the future as the clan Ascani founder of this like future like almost like a cult are, that like worships are, like are you like savior are you talking to us from across time right yeah, now? Yeah, you sound no, really so that is like no, like you, you've got we got some weird vocal effect coming in right now with like it's like I don't know. It sounds strange. Say something real quick. We'll just. Is it, is it, is oh yeah, we got you back. The robot yeah, has gone got, away. Got, now. Okay, that, that, that was that was a glitch in the matrix. No, there, that's what it was. Wah, All right. Wah. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Continue, sir. But yeah, so Rachel Summers is actually Mother Ascani, and okay. she's the one who brought, who went to Cyclops in X Factor '68 and took, you know, Cable to the future. That's awesome. So his half, so his half sister from another timeline is the one who, like, you know, basically like helped raise him in the future, and they didn't really know who they were. <laughs> oh my <laughs> like, gosh. It's like, it's so convoluted. This I mean, I've awesome. been in the best possible Dude, way. This is uh, this is so great. Like, we need a panel like when this conversation is going on because oh I gosh. need to continuously break the fourth <laughs> wall and be like, for those of you who don't understand, we're still talking about the same person. Uh, like, I, I, I swear, oh, yeah. if, if like, we ever get to the great. point where we're doing panels at conventions or whatever, we we got we got to have we got to have Charles oh, in on this. this, man. this is oh, yeah. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because like Senator Kelly, like they've used. It because that storyline exists mm -hmm. we've periodically gone back to that well with senator kelly and like indeed if he's gonna like no someone's gonna like no be assassinated if they're gonna assassinate is this going to cause it here like no we stopped mystique from doing it back in like 1981 but what happens if it happens like later on yeah and there's been a couple of times where there's been some close calls but kelly eventually had like a uh like a come to jesus moment where mm -hmm. he recognized that his way wasn't really the right way like he yeah we and that and that goes back to us with Master Mold. Mm -hmm. Master Mold had gained some some intelligence and wound up becoming this thing called n merging with Nimrod, which was the um, the Sentinel from the future. Okay. Yeah. And he's like he's like the ultimate Sentinel. He's like the one you don't want to mess with. He's a lot different than the big giant purple robots. He was just he's a like badass. He you know he couldn't really be stopped. And that becomes this this guy called Bastion, and he is. It looks like human and everyone thinks he's human and he's working with the friend of humanity who are like but a no, huge like anti-mutant yeah he, and they're run <laughs> by Graydon creed who mm -hmm. is the son of mystique and Sabretooth. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and he but he's fully human but he's like but he hates mutants because both of his parents are mutant terrorists I mean, right so exactly kinda, yeah. and, and like so he like, tries to hide that but like they start this whole program called operation zero tolerance where <laughs> humans Humans are basically there allowing themselves to be transformed on a nanomolecular like level so that they can become like living sentinels. So like they're not gonna <laughs> look, they're not gonna be these giant robots in the sky, just almost, you know, almost like the extremists. So if we're on, so if we're being so, so humans have to be given powers because people with powers are dangerous, right? That's basically Yeah. <laughs> and and he's and it's funny because because for a while, for for when we first see Senator Kelly, he is working with the Hellfire Club extensively because they're really big political donors, and he doesn't realize that the majority of the inner circle of the Hellfire Club are all mutants. Mm -hmm. Emma Frost, uh, Leyland's, you know, like all like mm -hmm. all like all the, the Black King, like all of like Sebastian Shaw, everybody's a mutant pretty much in the inner circle, <laughs> except for Donald Pierce, who's you know a cyborg who can, who uh, helps create the Reavers who so, go after the mutants. This is nuts. It's, it's kind of fun, but like but Senator Kelly does have this moment where he realizes that what Bastion's doing, he's seeing it tear apart families and like tearing apart people in ways that he wasn't expecting it to happen. Like he was like, Fair we're just going after the mutants and he's seeing the trickle down effect of like people around that going 
and he eventually makes a run for president himself, but not on an anti-mutant platform as a reformer and a way to bring everyone together. And like he's People are allowed he's to finally change got and see that. the error of the ways, you know. <laughs> but uh, but an anti-mutant you know guy that was like a human assassinates him at a rally because oh, he feels uh, he's betrayed humanity. And then Graydon Creed followers. That's crazy. Yeah, then Graydon Creed gets assassinated by Mystique, and we're like, oh no, are we going like Days of Future Past? But it never actually, we never actually went further than that because different writers came aboard, and I don't know what the original plans were. But um, there, there, it was that specter always laid like, oh no, Kelly's dead. Does that mean things are going to go crazy? Yeah, yeah. Like, oh no, Graydon Creed's dead. Does that mean things are going to go crazy? Mm-hmm. But um, yep. we recently just had a um, like a four issue miniseries that was taking place just before the events of um, Uncanny for, on 141 and 142 when this when this whole storyline happened originally. And it's it's like showing some of the background of how some of the characters we know died. Like, how did they die? Oh, okay. Last That's kind of cool. And like, was, you get to see, like, yeah, the death was, of Wolverine and the death of Magneto. You get to see, like, you could see, yeah, you, you could see, like, how, like, you could see, like, a lot of the stuff that, like, we, that we just, because it was, again, it was two issues. I don't think Claremont yeah. ever Well, a lot of that stuff that happens off script or off screen. So they did movies on this. Well, Days the, of Future Past there's the Days and of, The yeah. Last Stand. But it's like, their, but that's their own version. Yeah, of no, it, I get it. It's just, it's just, there's, just in these two issues, there's so much going on right here yeah this is pretty amazing like my, my mind's yeah, blown i've gone cross-eyed like an hour ago yeah, this is great well and, and the way it connects like all these characters like intersect and some of it's like retroactively connecting fair enough you know like we we talked i've talked about like retcons mm-hmm. where like we kind of just kind of like hammered in the past and like well, age of apocalypse was another like one of those time travel stories yeah well where, there's 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 retconning changing some like things that are already established but this is like retconning in a different way like these two. are things that are just kind of talked about like oh yeah and this happened and then some from what you're telling me they're going back like so this is how this actually happened expanded you know I mean? information yeah expanded yeah. not so much retcon not so much changing thing established things it's canonical but just it's canonical <laughs> but giving <laughs> but giving uh, but just giving some more information and insight into what actually happens so you could actually see it like on the page That's super cool. Well, like, well, one of my favorite like time travel stories with the X Men was was Age of Apocalypse. <laughs> Because of that, that I mean that that starts. And yeah, they brought Morphin. Travel. <laughs> I like Morph. And they did. They did. They brought, he died. They brought, Morph, yeah, Morph was loosely based on the Changeling, who was a character that was very briefly in the X Men, like what, early on. Wasn't there a dude named Kane that basically had the same powers? There's like, a couple of guys that have very similar. They could do like yeah. I mean, Super Scroll does the same thing. Like a, a bunch of people kind of do. The more and, and Mystique's is and, and Mystique's is apparently super because she's she's actually Nightcrawler's father, which we just got the confirmation. Yes, yeah. and, and that was and that was always and I, I, as stupid as the storyline was because they had already tried <laughs> to fix it with well because they already created Azazel. I mean, they're both like blue, him. you know. Yeah. Well. Well, they, they they always wanted to, an excuse for why does he look like a demon? Like, why does he look so like he's, he's a tail? He's got I was like, going to say something that like would that. not be appropriate, actually. <laughs> and, but it, it's funny because he's like a very devout religious guy. He yeah. is, yeah. except for when they uh, when they the uh, ch- the friends of humanity and the church of humanity another um one of those like crazy radical anti-mutant groups was tricking him. I I, I wish I was making this up. I wish I could make <laughs> something like this up. It was during Chuck Austin's horrible run. Um, 
they were uh, they were tricking him into believing that he was like a super like no, they they really like leaned into the whole priesthood with him, mm-hmm. and they even had him taking his really? vows, and none of it ever actually happened. They were training him to become the next pope, and oh, then gosh. they were going to break his and they were going to break his image inducer so that it would expose the church as having this like heretical like oh, leader so that their ridiculous. pope can be installed. But he's a and good they were guy. Using and they were using these little like Eucharist wafers to like basically like that was like what was like people who ate them were going to be like be like basically raptured up. It was, it was, it was, <laughs> oh my it gosh! Was, Poor Nightcrawler. Chuck Chuck Austin's run has that's the one that had um, Archangel having sex with Paige Guthrie in midair over a field in Kentucky while her mom <laughs> is looking up and going, "What's going on out there? Oh, I don't need to see this." I was like, oh, what is happening? So Chuck Chuck Austin's run was crazy, brutal, but he. But he introduced Azazel, and Azazel was this like devil type figure, and we get the storyline that Azazel hooks up with Mystique while she's running a scam on this lord that she's living with to kind of like hide low, and she gets pregnant, he bounces, the baby's born, and she can't control that the baby looks blue, like she can control her own skin, but her own mutant power like triggers out, like because you know cause she's because of the stress. So she's on the run. She throws the baby off a cliff just to try and like save it from the mob. Spartan. And we see the baby like, yeah, we see we see the we see the baby like, you no, know, dude, it's like mutant, like you no, know, the little bamf, the little teleportation in midair, mm-hmm. and wow. with that, that's that, that's how Nightcrawler survives. So all this time we've believed that Mystique was his mom and the Zazel, who looks just like him but red, was his dad. <laughs> right. But Chris Claremont's original plan was he wanted Mystique and Destiny to be a couple and mystique was the father and destiny was the mother and that was the always the story and they have finally they finally recently did it a, a couple of weeks ago they, they finally wow. had the issue where like she learned where she finally like her mind was all fractured because of something that happened in the current storyline and she recognizes the truth and that's that's what, and she tells nightcrawl this is what happens i mm-hmm. am your actual father and destiny <sighs> is your mother and it was a weird thing because like, you know, we've, it, 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 I would have bought it more if we already hadn't introduced a dude who looks just like him. It's like why? Right, it's, yeah. it's like when they made, it's like when they made Tony Stark adopted a couple of years ago. Yeah. It's like, but he what? looks just like and has the same genetic predispositions to like alcoholism and addiction. That like his <laughs> mannerisms, hairstyle, color, still. Yeah, thick, but you know, but like, but he's yeah. apparently completely adopted. His mother is a random. British um, ex uh, guitarist for like a punk band who worked oh, as a God. shield agent, and his father was a shield, shield. It was a double agent. Yeah, it was. It was like, come on, man, why would you let this even be a thing? But but that's where we are. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I feel like they should but lay like, down certain like rules in the comic yeah. book world. Like once, like for certain, maybe not everything, but for certain things, just lay it down. Like, okay, this is established. We will not f with this. Leave it alone. Leave it yeah. alone. If, yeah. if, if I ever become a writer for them, I, I will. I will undo a lot of these. Things. Right. That will be my mission statements. <laughs> Let's retcon I will, everything. I will, I will be like fixing these. That will be like Deadpool at the end of uh, of Deadpool Two, is going through the timeline. Just, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, just exactly. clean up the timeline. Yeah. But yeah, but like, but like, that's what Age of Apocalypse was all about, was was about the timeline. You know, like mm-hmm. Legion, Xavier's son. He's schizophrenic when he's younger. Him and Gabriel Haller, you know, the guy Gabrielle Haller, this Jewish woman that he had met, he gets her pregnant and <laughs> does the manly thing and bounces. Mm-hmm. So oh she she raises she raises Legion, but Legion he's when he's younger, there's a terrorist attack and he's there and it triggers his mutant power and all of his personalities have a different mutant power. Interesting. And he's he's schizophrenic, he's crazy, and eventually he gets taken over by the Shadow King. 
and the Mirror Isle saga happens, and he almost wipes out a bunch of people, and he goes into a coma, and he's in that coma for years. And then when he comes out of the coma, all of his personalities are merged, and he's super powerful. He's not crazy. He's well, he's not schizophrenic anymore, but he's still batshit. Mm-hmm. And he feels that the only way he could that the he would be so much better if his father had gotten a chance to raise him. And his solution is if Magneto hadn't been around to to upset the whole goal of the X Men having you know like a peaceful coexistence, mm-hmm. he'd have had more time for him. Mm-hmm. So he goes back in time. Followed by a couple of X-Men, followed by Iceman, Bishop, um, and Psylocke, and Storm. They follow them back in time. They're kind of amnesiacs when they go back there. Mm-hmm. They don't know what's happening. We don't know what year it is. We only know that uh, yes, the, it's got to be the Sam Beckett be quantum around. leap effect. <laughs> yeah, it's, we we know it's got to be around nineteen. It's, it's late sixties, early seventies, because they make re- like a news report in the background makes reference to the uh, the Six Day War in mm-hmm. Israel. Okay, so we know it. So we know it definitely takes place post sixty seven, somewhat close to that. Okay, and um, and in this past timeline, like Xavier and Nito are friends at this point. They're still buddies. They still don't know everything about each other, but they're working together. And Gabriel Haller's there, and he goes to kill magneto and xavier jumps in the way and he kills xavier but because he's killed xavier in the past before he can give he can like father him everything gets wiped out and all of the timeline gets completely shredded up it's like the terminator yes Yeah, because because you know the X Men, you know the X Men never existed. Dude. There's no X Men there. No, the X Men couldn't oh, come man. back in time to save him because he's he's undone everything. The only one that remains is Bishop because he was already that's lost crazy. in time. So Bishop is stuck in this past, and that's how the Age of Apocalypse world comes about. Because now there's no X Men. Apocalypse is able to mm-hmm. do his stuff mm-hmm. since Xavier couldn't recruit Scott Summers to be Cyclops and be his guy. Mister Sinister gets to him first, like he always wanted to. Mm-hmm. So there's this whole like the whole world. But when they fix everything back and they bring everything back, some of the characters from that timeline jumped into ours mm-hmm. and were stranded at different points in the timeline. So we have Wicked. Dark Beast. We, yeah, we have we have like the, the evil yeah, version, yeah. Mm-hmm. the evil version of Hank McCoy, who was a, a founding member of the X Men. Yep. Now he's a guy who was doing experiments on the Morlocks, which triggered the whole mutant massacre. Well, which is how the mutant massacre happens. And we have Sugar Man, who is this. He didn't have a pres- He didn't have like an hour reality analog, but he was like a brilliant geneticist. He's the one who creates the process that has the mutants being enslaved on Genosha, which triggered Extinction Agenda and all that stuff. So we have a reason. So like we have like later, these are these are ideas that were introduced like decades before that we're getting like, well, you know, remember how we learned about the Extinction Agenda? Here's who was really behind it all along. He's just, we, just, he's, we just didn't know who he was at this point. Now we know he's been living here for 20 years hidden. Damn. And yeah. because they're hiding out because they're afraid of Mr. Sinister. And it's it's and we we just got one of the best retcons of all. Mr. Sinister has never actually really existed. <laughs> that just happened. That That's just it. happened last week. He's he's been an A he's been an AI this entire time. The oh, original sin- the original Sinister had had created four clones of himself mm-hmm. and set them out into the world. They all had different symbols of the um of like the cards on their heads. Like he has the diamonds. And we've seen these other four, and each one of them has been trying to get possession of something called the Dominion for the last couple of months. It's been a big storyline. And it was all leading to this one character, you know, Mother Righteous. She has the heart on her head. She's the one who's gonna take it. And she goes and she goes to grab it. 
And as she's she's like in this like they call it the white hot room where the Phoenix Force lives and all that stuff. And she like she's like if it's written, it becomes reality. And she writes <laughs> this message, and she writes this message on the thing. It says like you know there once was this woman from Essex, and she had a you know she like had a happy ending or whatever. We have to and then like this is, that's the second um, song thing. I was going to ask you if that's a message in the bottle to break the fourth wall. <laughs> and also when you said that that came undone, somebody actually sang um, come undone by Duran Duran last night. Duran karaoke. Duran. Yeah. Nice. Which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. This is, this is a ton of information. Charles. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, is, no, yeah. It, it was, it was awesome because like you're expecting everyone's been leading to believe, okay, she's the one who's going to be the one who's going to be victorious of the sinisters. And then, like, we see this thing, like, you should always know in stories there's a twist. And she gets, like, she it says, look up. And she, like, looks up. Yeah. And she just gets, like, automatically just gets, like, squished. And then we see this, like, secret lab. And it's got the symbols. It's got the heart, the diamond, the spade, mm-hmm. and the club. And you wow. see like, each one of them, like, you no know, has, like, are dark except for the heart. And you see the dark, the heart goes dark. And this big crown in the middle lights up. And we learn that there, there was a man named Nathaniel Essex who had sent four clones into the world to gather all the knowledge. And nice. once, the only way to stop AI was to become the ultimate AI. So now the new one. And we see a little message that says, like, you know, like, I am, like, you know, like the new, like, you know, I am your God. You know, basically. Yeah, so nice. the, awesome. so it's going to be, it's going to be like this crazy stuff that's going on coming up soon. So I'm, I'm like, man, 2024. Oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Heck yeah. All because time travel. But is this, these, but just to show the impact of these two issues, this whole entire conversation is because of two regular size, regular priced issues with no mm-hmm. tie-ins, no that's nothing. Perfect, that's perfect. I think, I think you just raised the value of those two issues uh, in this conversation. Yeah, that's, that's, it's 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 amazing when you really step back and you see all the issues. Like you know, that's why I I like when my kids get to read the comics. Super cool, and they get it for the first time, and they're like, "Oh my god, that's this!" And it's because like. When I was reading that whole thing with Sinister last week, like the entire last few pages, I was like, holy crap, this yeah. is ridiculous. I wow. think this, Sinister is one of my all-time favorites, and to see that go down, I was like, wow, that is a crazy twist going just, on. So, just a little, little bit of a side note. Uh, what do you think about uh, Mr. Sinister being like eyed as the main villain for the MCU's new X-Men rather than Magneto? Like That's the, that's the rumor. They, Depending on how they do it, the, th- the funny thing that's is right. he's not a mutant. Yeah, he's not a mutant, mm-hmm. and that's that's something a he lot looks of crazy think though. They, like, well, he was. It's because he was a he was a huge gen- geneticist back in the days of like Victorian London, and he fell in with apocalypse and apocalypse. We're, we're going to reference in Victorian uh, society. That means like the late eighteen hundreds, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and he's just and for, he, just and for he, like people who aren't dragon. Yeah. Yeah, and he and he was able to. He basically helped Sinister. He gave him that ability, like his, whatever his his. It's not mutant abilities, but he has like this malleability, like almost almost invulnerable to everything. And he's brilliant. He creates clones. He's been killed so many times, but he always has clone backups of himself. Oh, far out. And he's the one who orchestrated the mutant massacre in the uh, in the Morlock tunnels. The Morlocks were the mutants that live underneath Manhattan because they're not good looking enough to no, no, pass no, no. those are human. ninja turtles totally different <laughs> <things>. yes <laughs> but, but like they're, they're not good looking enough to pass for humans so they they hide under the tunnels and apparently as we eventually find out dark beast is the reason why these weird looking people because he was doing experiments on things down there and that's where these why the, all of these mutants underground look so weird and sinister orders the the, the marauders to wipe them out <laughs> with the help of gambit who didn't know what he was doing he owed gambit owed him a favor 
And right, he was right. like, just just leave that tunnel over there open. This is before Gambit even appeared in the comics. Right, this was right. Uncanny X-Men 210 is when the Moloch Massacre happened. We find <laughs> it out in Uncanny 375 that Gambit's the one that opened the tunnels from the Marauders. I had a so funny, Gambit, like, <laughs> I had a funny really Gambit moment this week, actually. Uh, somebody was like, what's a Gambit? And I was like, I was showing him part of Marvel Strike Force. And I was like, yeah, he's the guy. He's like, oh, no, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. like, they're like, what, what, what are you Le- trying to talk lean about? Pretty heavily it, into the Cajun thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, he, he's like from New Orleans or something. And, and my, my impression was not, <laughs> it didn't not do him right. justice. Yeah. Cause he's actually very Remy eloquent Le- in his speech patterns and stuff. Yeah. Remy LeBeau. <laughs> but yeah, but he, but he's like, but he, he, that's, you know, Mr. Sinister's thing. Like, you know, he, he helps wipe out like, you know, most of the Morlocks and that storyline mm. is where, Mm-hmm. Archangel, well, he's angel at that point, gets his wings pinned to the wall. Angel. And you're a bird. He gets he gets he gets completely wrecked. And while he's recovering, his friend Cameron Hodge, who's secretly one of the friends of humanity who hates mutants and has always been jealous of Warren, um, convinces him that he doesn't need the wings and he takes advantage of him while he's like all depressed and amputates his wings while he's like in surgery. <laughs> and it leads he's it very leads important to, Warren, to this team. <laughs> Well, yeah, it, it 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 leads to Warren being so depressed, and we lead to this moment where we think it's he's you know committed suicide, oh, wow. and well, he's good. actually taken at the last second by Apocalypse, and he's made into death. That's why he gets the metal wing. That's how he becomes Archangel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Archangel so in, it, in in most canon, like a lot of people remember him from video games and and other things mm-hmm. outside yeah. of just this main storyline. Yeah, yeah, because he, yeah, so, he has so, been pretty so, That's how it happens. That's wild. And, and there's the the, rip, the ripple effects are 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 the things that we're seeing, and that's what's so bothersome about the current a lot of the current Marvel stuff is. I don't see a lot of these things having the same ripple effects. They're still reacting on the ripples of yesteryear, but they're doing nothing of value right now. That we're going to be going back in a couple of years talking about some of these storylines with the same reverence right. that we talk about 1981's Days of Future <laughs> Past. Right. You know, it's, yeah. it's 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 amazing that we're talking about that. And like, but I I don't see like any of the stuff written by like Timmy Howard in the last couple of years like oh, that man. we're ever going to talk about again, except in derision. You know, <laughs> or like Chuck, like, or like how I talk about Chuck Austin's era, where like you know we have. You know, Iceman, like, you know, telling the Havoc to pee so he can create enough fluid to <laughs> form his body again. You know, it's right. like, Jesus. <laughs> Apparently, the only part of a Cronin that's alive is his face, you know? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it, so yeah. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it, but man, like like X Men is my jam. Yeah. I mean, like that that oh, was my dude, gateway drug. A wealth of knowledge. Man, I know. I, like, I appreciate you like just yeah. ru- running through all of that with us, man. And like for my, my, I went cross that a while ago. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. No, it's all, in, <laughs> yeah. in the best possible way. Yeah, I, I this hey, is awesome. Before we um before we wrap up with comic band today, you had a you had a little thing you wanted I to talk to him about today, thing. right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, by no means we do not have to elaborate and break all these out just for uh, time constraints because uh, um, <laughs> it's right. crazy. But I found a list, and this is a, this is because it won't be relevant in a week; it'll disappear, I'm sure, from the internet because everything on the okay. internet disappears. Nothing you know, disappears if you send pictures; <laughs> they disappear. No one will ever see that. Uh, <laughs> they're totally gone. Yeah, they're totally gone. yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, but uh, we got a little. Um, if you're interested, we got a little list of every DC comic movie ever made ranked from worst to best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we, we won't <laughs> go like, over oh, all of them. Sorry. We won't go over all of them or anything. But no, like, no, no, no. Now, are we talking about are we talking about box office performance yeah, or just yeah. like there's people's some, quality? There's some because anime- there, those are different things. There's 44 movies on this list. I'm just going to go through wow. them, and um, if there's something cool, if you guys like it, 
Yeah, just yeah. J- just jump in. Like smash oh, that like way, button, Crisis. subscribe. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Crisis. We talked about the cartoon version that mm-hmm. comes out on the ninth. Oh, nice. Oh, All right, yeah, yeah. sweet. All right, five on the days, that's available digital. So we, we, we were talking about that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, so five yeah, days that, that's from now. Coming out. We'll have to, five we'll have days to, on the ninth, yeah. We'll have to re- review that next week. So we're not making a game yeah, out of this one. Um, okay. But uh, if there's something you think is coming up soon in the thing, yeah, feel free to just, you know, shout it out or whatever. All right. But so we're going to start 40, with... 44? No, number 44. We have to go through them fast. All yeah, right, go. Yeah. Uh, number 44 is Catwoman 2004. Oh, that's at the bottom. Okay. We're going from... We started from the bottom and we're going to the top. Yeah. Uh, that's the one with Halle Berry. Uh, number 43, yeah. Jonah Hex. <laughs> okay. That was also bad. I forgot Although, about that movie. Uh, Megan, Fox, Megan Fox was banging in that. And she, I mean, even, oh, she wasn't that Even movie. Thanos couldn't save that. <laughs> uh, awesome. She just snapped his fingers during the end of that movie. He undid that shit. <laughs> Number 42, we have Suicide Squad 2016. I, you know, I, I'm a defender of the movie. I got to say, it wasn't great. It wasn't terrible. Cut, it okay. wasn't as bad. cuts a lot yeah. better. That's, that's the, is that the new one or the... No, the that's original. No, that's like, suit. Yeah, I didn't they, hate they, it. Okay. I didn't hate I didn't it. Hate it wasn't either. that it wasn't that bad. All right, number forty one, Steel, nineteen ninety seven. I was gonna say we're steel on the list. <laughs> I, I, I <laughs> thought Steel would have been about my Jonah Hex. <laughs> uh, the number forty is one I gotta go back and look because this girl's kind of pretty, is uh Supergirl. Oh, Helen Slater, Supergirl. Oh, Helen Slater. That's Helen a, Slater, nineteen eighty four. Terrible movie. You know what? She's <laughs> look at this picture that I'm doing. Like I, I know Helen Slater from yeah, Super. I've watched yeah, it. I know. I forgot about she, that. She movie. was in. She was recently. She played. Um, she was in Smallville a couple of times. She yeah, cool. Smallville a couple of times. Also, also and, played and on also Supergirl. Supergirl. She played yeah. uh, uh, Kara's Earth mother. Oh, oh far out. Yeah, yeah. and Dean but, um, Cain was her father. <laughs> yeah, I, I would have put that over. I would have put that over Quest for Peace. Well, yeah. we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Superman <laughs> Quest for Peace was, we'll get there. was not good. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> number 39, we got the Green Lantern 2011 with Ryan Reynolds. It was, that it, was it, ungood. It was what uh, it did was. Did you say ungood? Ungood. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, it could have been It could have been really good, but they just tried to do too much. We're just, yeah. And it was... It was, it was, yeah. We're cleaning up the timeline, right? Uh, <laughs> yeah, we have to. Number 38, Justice League 2017. I didn't hate it. Uh, I got it. It, it, it was, know, the original it had problems. Of it was, it, it did, but it was entertaining. Snyder's I mean, it, cut it, was better. Snyder's cut significantly There's some Snyder's better. cuts I mean, on this list, I believe. Okay. Snyder's cut is significantly better. Number 37. I wouldn't put it that low. <laughs> L- little contention here. Superman 4, The Quest for Peace, <laughs> 1987. Yeah. I would have put, put Supergirl ahead of that one because Quest for really? Peace is like... Christopher Reeve was was phoning in at that point. He's not even like as in shape as he was. He's yeah. kind of like <laughs> he does have a little bit of the, the yeah. chest doesn't go out as far as the stomach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he's, he's he's it was it was it ended with it ended with a good speech though about like, it was basically he took all the world's nukes and like threw them into the sun. Yeah, because <laughs> so, I can't. I don't know if that won't create any problems. <laughs> nah, it'll but, be fine. Yeah, it, it was. But like that and number three were kind of close to one another. Yeah, three was pretty bad. A lot of people say it as uh, bad movies, uh, but they still like them. Yeah, and they still watch them because mm-hmm. they love the actors yeah, and the acting. Like the three, well, it was it was what's his face? It was Richard Pryor in three. So oh yeah, like yep. watching his character as Gus. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was fun. It was it gave me nightmares as a kid. But you know, other than oh, that, the, the, the end oh, robot. Scene? Oh god, yeah. that terrified me as a child. Man, are you kidding me? <laughs> well, this placing might terrify you. Next, thirty six, Superman Returns, two thousand. 2006 
you know, it was oh, fine. I thought you liked was, that movie. I don't hate it, it as much as everybody else did. It's not great, but it's not it, it, terrible. It was, he saves an airplane from it was crashing. Almost, it was it was almost it was almost like Force Awakens, where it was yeah. like the same plot as the original movie. It's Lex Luthor in a land grabs, you know, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, and, you know, and 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 I just didn't buy that. Like he gets stabbed with a splinter of kryptonite, and he's almost dead. But then he flies a whole mountain of that shit, like forty five, yeah. you know, miles away. It's, it's like fourth of force of will. He's yeah. able to <laughs> gi- move a giant landmass of kryptonite. He's uh, fine. It was in the um, script. He, he even had to, he even had his own Miss Test Mocker, you know. Yeah, yeah. Had, like, yeah. And it's it to like a deadbeat dad who stalked her from afar. Yeah. It was really, really weird. It's not your weekend with the kids, Clark. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, here we got everybody's favorite cosplay. Uh, number 35, Batman and Robin, 1997 with Mr. Freeze. Yes, okay. Here's, here's, all right. I'm, can I, can I interject? All right. So here's my thing. Okay. <laughs> Batman and Robin is a, is, is a bad movie. However, if you look at you it, love that. Or if you look at it through the lens of, you take the 1966 Batman with Adam West yeah. and you make that into a movie, then it's a good movie. It's okay. a fun movie if you look at it through that lens. Okay. But otherwise, yeah, it's it's, it's silly, it's campy, it's corny, it's dumb, but it's just dumb fun. Well, okay. They had bat ice skates on their shoes. Yeah, that was <laughs> Which is something curious. you would have seen in the 1966 Batman series. Right, I mean, right. That's what killed the dinosaurs, the ice age. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice to meet you, Batman. Everybody freeze. <laughs> Classic. Uh, this list made me want to watch some of these movies. Again. Yeah, I, 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 what, real quick, I got to say, Chris O'Donnell still jokes about that movie. I, I got to meet him. Um, oh, cool. I worked, I, I worked for an autistic uh, foundation after college. Mm-hmm. And we did like an auction night, like it was a whole like you no know, golf event and like you no know, like uh, auction. And he came to the event and he stayed and he signed autographs and he talked to every single person at that party the entire nice. night. That's and, cool um, to hear. There was yeah. a girl, yeah. There was a girl I worked with who this was back in two thousand two, and there was a girl I worked with who was like a really huge crush on Chris O'Donnell, oh, and she right was on. really shy. So like I walked up and I, I was I was like, hey, look, you know, like I was, you know, I know it's like no late, but like, she's wanted me. She's really shy. He's like, no, bring her over. And he was like the nicest, like no, no creep factor, no like any of that stuff. Awesome, just the nicest, awesome. most down to earth guy, and, and, and just joking around about stuff. That's got to be weird for them, Robin. right? Awesome guy. Yeah, that's got to be weird for them because they meet so many people, and everybody's interaction has to be special, you know, like, and they want to make that yeah. moment special for people. I think that's really cool. That no, that's good. He, that's a great was, celebrity story to hear because yeah, we hear I, so much I, about. I yeah, yeah, we hear Can't so much bad about him. Yeah, that's that's awesome because we hear so many like negative things about you know. Oh, I met this guy and he was a total blah, you know, like or her, you know, whatever. And uh, no, that's that's really cool. So shout out to no, Chris O'Donnell. Su- super cool, and and he donated like tens of thousands of dollars to the Oh, awesome, 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 awesome. So cool yeah really cool chris o'donnell mad props yeah for sure all right yeah uh, here's another one in the same uh franchise uh batman forever 1995 little jim carrey action right silly yeah i, I watched that recently tommy uh, uh, tommy, uh, tommy lee jones, tommy lee jones yep yeah. it was funny it's, it's watching it's, watching jim carrey and tommy lee jones trying to out ham each other in some of those scenes was that's fantastic hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he. Jim he Perry did. What is it? He, he said, I cannot tolerate your buffoonery. He said, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we something just like saw he something just could not yeah. stand him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so number 33 here, we got Joker 2019. Really? I, that, I that, that 33? That, that one was way better than 33, 33. on the list. Well, I, I thought the Joker was an is, excellent 
acting vehicle art house film for Joaquin Phoenix. Yes, this is, this is that, why he landed Napoleon, right? Movie. Yeah. yeah, he he his his acting was amazing. It was it was it was it, it was basically like I want to do a movie, but I don't know if it'll get published. I'll slap Joker's name on it and put him in face paint at the end. Okay. Yeah. I just I wasn't buying it as a Joker. Amazingly acted, well put together, but I just it just seemed like it was like Okay. Too frou frou for my my liking. <laughs> All right. I, I like this. This is going to get heated. So uh, number thirty two is Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four. Terrible. Should put that all the way at the bottom. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would rather watch. I, I mean, and I love Gouded Dot. Like I would like, I would like, yeah, she's like, I my, would she's, like, I would she's like, she's my, she's my whole, she, there's, there's nothing I can say about that. That I, I am in love with Gouded Dot. No, I like that. I, He's like, I would like, I would like, uh, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, yeah. <laughs> There's no preposition that I wouldn't like associate with. Like, uh, I, I would do anything Up, for on, to over, her under, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was a bad. It was, it was a bad movie. It was a really bad movie. movie. Is she single? <laughs> uh, no, she's not. She's married. With no, kids. I know. I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, Shazam: Fury of the Gods 2023 is number 31. It was good. It. it was funny though. Right, but Shazam beat, beat I all it, his I movies it was so fun. far. All right, number thirty. This is a good one. Return of the Swamp Thing, nineteen eighty nine. I don't remember. Ooh, I don't even remember it, man. Yeah, he's like, that's bad. <laughs> don't remember it at all. Hey, Wes Craven had I mean, something. Swamp to do. Thing wasn't. Oh great, no, I'm sorry. Wes Craven thing was like. Wes Craven did the original. He did the original. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, uh, no one did the. No one did the second. Number twenty nine. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is a superhero in Constantine, two thousand five. Oh, it was okay. Uh, you know, it was all right. If you did, if you detach it from the source material. Which they, great, <laughs> Which they fun. did. Which they did. Yeah, they did. I mean, Tilda Swinton as as you know the Michael, as right? The angel. Was as, it Michael as, or yeah, Gabriel? Gabriel? Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah. Um, can you, you guys? Know, he, oh, sorry. I'm I'm glad he didn't try to do an accent because we've seen Keanu Reeves do accents. In Does Dracula Constantine have an accent? Well. Yeah, he's, yeah, British accent. He's, well, he's yeah. British. Yeah, oh, he, okay. and he, he's British and blonde. He's and, not gay. He's British. <laughs> I. I I, I liked Fonda. Shout out to our UK you know, listeners. Like, I'm, that's just a joke, you know. <laughs> but they, but they had a great cast. So you know, even Gavin Rossdale was good as a as a villain. You know, mm-hmm. who, who knew the lead singer of Bush yeah. was the villain in the superhero movie? Yeah, who knew? But um, it, by itself, I enjoyed. <laughs> it was the fun. Of that okay. movie. I can't. This is great. It uh, was fine. I I liked it. Can you guys guess number twenty eight? It doesn't matter what you guess because it's The Rock in Black Adam 2022. I didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. I can't even say anything. I didn't see it. You know what? It was. It was another one that was like it could have been good, but they did. It was. I actually. I I enjoyed it. I really did. I enjoyed it more than Blue Beetle, which I did also like. I have a lot of fun with. Mm -hmm. All Um, right. The cast was great. I mean, Kenneth Branagh looks great. The the girl who played great um, Shakespearean accent. Mm -hmm. Actor's accent. Oh my gosh. The girl who played. um, I swear I've only had one drink. <laughs> who was not at all like her comic book counterpart, like this like redhead or whatever, but like Fair she enough. was just breathtaking. She was, but she Wait, was like a... breathtakingly. She was, she was what I call distractive. She's but distractingly attractive. There's, 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 there's a redhead. There, right? <laughs> I was, I well, no, there wasn't. Yeah, she's she, she's 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 played by this black actress in the in the uh, in the in Black Adam. But right like on. I. Yeah, she, she was so pretty. <laughs> so uh, I, was, I was like, "Yeah, I'm good with it." Yeah. All right. Number twenty-seven. Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, two thousand sixteen. Tried to do too much, but uh, could, could uh, have been better. Had good parts, could have been better. Also, this is from ScreenCrush.com. I love the people that do this website and and their YouTube channel and stuff like that. I was giving props, but I don't, I don't know if I mentioned the, what website I was pulling this from. 
uh-huh. the extended version again for that one is much better. Okay. And I really, I know, is I know a I got a lot cut? of hate. Mm-hmm. This is Zack Snyder cut. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I guess a lot of hate. I definitely wouldn't put things like birds of prey and a lot of those movies about that haven't been named yet. Yeah. Okay. Now birds of prey was a train wreck. We've only got 26 left. So now you got to start thinking. So number 26 right. is our, our, our boy, Henry Cavill's first appearance, man of steel, 2013. I, I love that it. movie and I will defend the hell out of it. You know what? Like costume I, is I think legit. I've said this on a previous show, but as the years have gone by, I've grown more fond of 2013 man of steel. Okay. Than I, than, I, than I, I was, was when it first came the out. The most realistic. A lot of people are like, Oh, yeah. Well, what about collateral damage? You gotta remember, this guy has never been in a fight before. He's never seen anything that can hurt him, and all of a sudden, he's surrounded by fifty guys who are not only as strong as he is and have the same powers, but are trained to fight. Ooh. And they're kicking That's what him I'm saying. It's so like it's I, like, I a, it's like a fo- It's like a boy from the farm being put up against soldiers. Like you know what I mean? Okay. Like that's kind of that's kind of what he was up against. Yeah, and and he and so of course he doesn't know how he doesn't know tactics. He's not and, how, he he does try to take it out of the city a couple of times, but and, they keep pulling him like you know, knocking him back around. Well, they had it like he he had a little bit of an advantage in that he had been on Earth longer. So he had yeah. some of the atmospheric, like he was yeah, a little bit more yeah. powerful. So he he had some of the atmospheric advantage, works, yeah. but he also had the disadvantage of not knowing tactics and knowing fighting. Like, ta- like, yeah, like, 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 like the, once Zod starts in control, it's like, is that, that the one we watched was Zod? Yeah, that was the one we watched. Yeah, yeah, we watched that. Yeah, that was pretty cool because Zod didn't really understand and, how his, how his jank how, worked. Yeah. 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 yeah, and people are complaining about Zod being killed, but as I, mean, I keep saying, he killed him at the end of Superman too. Yeah, we just ignore it. Superman is a murdering asshole. Yeah. Uh, there and, I said and, and, it. and then he no. beat and then he, and then he beats up a guy at a truck stop. Brutal. So we we because we, oh, we I love that you guys are like, I, I I I loved I loved you know Man of Steel and I, I I thought it was the most realistic version. Like him learning to fly is one of the coolest scenes with that Hans Zimmer like you know soundtrack and mm-hmm. yeah it's, I I will awesome. defend the crap Hans out of that movie. Is legit. It, By it the wasn't way, um, it wasn't without its problems, but it was a pretty good movie. I didn't mention no, this. Of course, like yeah, I didn't mention this yeah. on news. Speaking of uh, music, uh, John uh, Williams did say that he is willing to come back <laughs> for the right project. You know, he said he retired. We, we mentioned should, that on yeah, the show. Yeah, great. Wheel but, him out of. But he's wheel like, him out and let him. He goes <laughs> if I if I can cope with it. And that was in quotation marks. I'm doing it with my fingers. Uh, okay. So I mean, he's a little older, you know. He's, if he can cope with the timeline, he's, he's willing to make some more music, and he's amazing at it. So I'm sure, get some. He's great. Yeah, but he's go. a man's in his 90s at this point. Yeah, I think maybe so. maybe he'll do our movie. I don't know. Yeah. Um, all right, number 25, <laughs> Superman three. We got Richard Pryor in the house. I would have put that further down, yeah, much same. further down. Same. With, with this, just based on some of the movies that have been called out already, I, I, I would. Like, I, I, I wouldn't mean, put Superman three above Man of Steel. And, and this is why this is cool because, no, like, no it's it's not our list. I would love us to do our own list and fight over it, but this is kind of neat. Oh yeah, like, yeah that'd as be a, fun as a thing. Um, all right, here number twenty four, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. I haven't seen this. One I didn't yet, see so it. I can't, That's the I new can't one, comment right? on the new one. Yeah, can't yeah, see it. Just came can't out. comment on it. Just came out, yeah, and it's I, number twenty four on the top forty four. That's pretty okay. good. Didn't right? see it. Can't comment on it. Yeah. Pretty good. Right, right in the middle. Right in the yeah. middle. I know everybody's complaining. It's a dead universe. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. You know. That's well. That, yeah, that, that's a big part of it too. Is that people are just like tracking. why bother seeing it? All right, number twenty three, Superman two, nineteen eighty. Okay. I love Superman. Yeah, two. Superman two is good. I, 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 it's better than Superman one. On the list. Is it? It is. It is. Wow. Okay. I think so. All right. Yeah, I mean, you you get Zod, you get Non, you get you know, you get you get all you get you get the actual fight. Like he's fighting Superman. We wanted to see Superman fight 
people. I'd say, not just businessmen. Yeah. Fair enough, fair enough. I'd say a track flashback for the next one, but uh it's probably a forty-five as we're going back to Superman and the Mole Man nineteen fifty one. Oh gosh, that, that's before, the mole that's before I'm sorry, my time, man. man. Is, that, is this Kirk Allen Superman? It's uh George Reeves. Yeah, this was George, oh, really? George Reeves. I, I George wasn't Reeves. aware of this one. As the man of steel. Didn't even, I didn't even, very one. I didn't even know this existed. Yeah, heck it yeah. was basically the it was it was the pilot for the actual oh the pilot for the series yeah, okay is that cool it was, it was it, but it was like an extended it was like an extended episode that they made. it was kind of like this is where like, like there there's bad guys and they unload an entire round on Superman and all the bullets bounce off of them I'm, and he doesn't move but then they throw the gun and he ducks right is that's well, yeah <laughs> that's, 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 you know though yeah do, yeah you guys got good Superman here. all right number twenty one here we're gonna get a little more modern Birds of Prey twenty twenty. Yeah. Drop that way further down. Okay. Yeah, yeah way, I, I, way I, further I, down. I want to. I want to be the. I want to be the pitch. I want to see the pitch meeting for that. It's like hey, we have Cassandra Cain, this badass, like near mute, like assassin killer. Oh, awesome. Who else do you have? All oh, Black Canary. She can fight. She has this superpower. And we have Renee Montoya, badass superhero. She's the question. She can do all that. And and Warner Bros. going. All right. Here's what we got: an overweight Asian girl with a broken arm goes and fight the entire movie. We have what's her face, who's uh, Rosie Perez, who's pushing like. 80 in the movie and doesn't look like she can intimidate anyone she's like five foot two mm-hmm. and let's get this woman as, as black canary and not have her do anything until like the end of the movie just like you know and we'll have yeah. <laughs> yeah and 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 we'll and we'll make and we'll make black mask and zaz this ersatz like you know like gay couple that are bickering the entire movie <laughs> instead of like actually being super villains it's like geez Ewan McGregor, what are you doing man <laughs> so uh, bad it this was actually just awful says that it, it felt like wonder brothers was deliberately attempting to replicate the quirkiness and fun of guardians of the galaxy uh, in Birds of Prey. No, it, it seemed like they were high as F. And we're like, yeah, <laughs> that's a good cool. idea. Yeah, yeah, all right. There's, you know what? That's this is this is what it is. All right, number twenty, which I thought this one would be higher. Uh, personally, uh, The Watchmen, two thousand nine. Wow, I love The Watchmen. I love The Watchmen. Great again, movie. A lot of people go, do. I gotta go. I gotta go. Extended cut also on that one. Okay, the original cut enough. is great, but the extended mm-hmm. cut is phenomenal. Agreed. Yeah, yeah, Fulio. How many parts? How many parts are word for word from the comic? Like Several. exact quotes. Who like did just, that? Just Alan Moore. Zack Snyder. Zach, oh, no, oh, yeah, no, well, Alan Moore wrote. Yeah, but Zack Snyder. Yeah, but, but, but Zack Snyder was 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 on that. Wasn't yeah. that one of the things where they're like, if Zack Snyder has the source material, it's gonna yeah, be fire. Ex- exactly. Like straight up yeah. fire. Yeah. And he's great visual artist. Like, yeah. Like he can bring your comic he, he, to the screen. And, and and just like even like with with Rorschach with like no it was seeing like some of his things so cool. like no and the whores and the whores and politicians what will a great screen help me what and a I'll great look line. down for no you know it was just just you know you, you had uh, what's his face you had Negan as the comedian yes Jeffrey Dean Morgan there was Negan um, mm-hmm. you know actually Aquaman's Aquaman's brother uh, you know Patrick Wilson was Night Owl mm-hmm. you know he he was he was one of the main heroes but like just the entire the entire like you know I did it you know I did it you know thirty five minutes ago you know speech and with Ozymandias just everything was just done. And even in the comic books where it was these giant alien invasion that brings everyone together as Ozymandias' plan, they made it this like, you know, like different thing in, in this. It's it worked robots. in the movie, it's, though. It was fine. And and it was funny because there were, were these alien squid monsters in the comic book, which would have been too big for the budget and stuff like that. But if you look at the control panel in Ozymandias' thing and in the military – it spells out squid on the control panel. <laughs> That's things. funny. And so, so like he, so he acknowledged that this exists. So uh, that that movie, I, I saw it in the theaters, 
and you know i've watched it like so many times since so yeah i'm, I'm putting that's one of, i've read that book every year at every year at least once a year for the last 20 something years yeah I love so it. yeah that's that's one of my all-time favorites yeah that that one was pretty awesome um let's see going i'm, I'm gonna take over here uh at 19 we've got the flash 2023 <laughs> from the flashpoint he yells yeah um, it's uh, you know yeah, it, it could have been it, it had parts it had good parts it had good parts there, there, there were some good there were there ezra miller's like whole issues aside you know i i thought that you know they did a good job trying to you know do what you know do everything and playing the dual roles was kind of funny there were a lot of jokes in it, it was a lot, a lot funny the cgi was dodgy mm-hmm. i did like that no offense to Supergirl, you know, like I did like that she got her ass beat by Zod. Yeah. Because she should have in this timeline. Like yeah. because like she's brand new to it. And I like that they didn't decide to nerf Zod to prop up this new entry. You know, mm-hmm. and, and it's and it's nothing against Sasha Kelly, who's you know the, the actress or right. the character of Supergirl itself. It's just that it was more realistic to see Zod just running rough shot through it. But it just became a little bit of a of, of a mess, you know, by the end. The the, the the Michael Keaton stuff was kind of fun, and you know that that's I wish they could they could they should have done more with it, but um, I don't think it was as bad as as people are you know people were ready to hate it before it came out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This, yeah. That's the 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 Flash is one I have to disagree on. That movie was not that good. Uh, <laughs> even though I love me some Michael Keaton and all that stuff, I just have to disagree yeah, with that yeah. placement on the thing. It was actually on TV I just, like, last you night. Get nuts, let's get nuts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, oh man, yeah. What a classic line. All right. Uh, uh, are, you, are you ready to move on? Yeah. Sorry. Eighteen. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. This is semi live TV, even when it's not live. Yeah. I exactly. love how we do this. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, breaking the fourth wall. All right. Number eighteen. Swamp Thing. Nineteen eighty two. Vaguely remember There's it. No way. That's up that high. It's that high. <laughs> According to this list, of course. Right. Uh, so two years oh. before A Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Wes Craven directed this adaptation of DC's popular horror movie. Uh, I um, I quoted that right off the website there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, Swamp Thing. It's a it's a thing. It's a thing. It's, it's a thing. from the swamp. It was. It was. Was, that, uh, was that Adrian Barber? Is, is that was the, there a the TV show when we were kids? There was yeah. a TV yeah. show. Yeah. That. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Um, all right. Number seventeen. Blue Beetle. There, I didn't see it, lower, but it wasn't bad. It, it was, it was, it was enjoyable. I, yeah. I really liked the actors. It was generic. It was, it was very, very generic. Um, and like, I know people like were complaining about a little bit of the politics in it. I didn't really get the politics in it. I mean, it was pretty much like nothing that didn't feel in place within these characters, like you know, dialogues. Like they were, what it was, it was just. But they didn't. I liked. I liked the choice of using Jaime Reyes. I okay. liked that they brought that they talked about Ted Cord, that they talked about Dan Garrett. So they respected that these characters existed before that, but they're going with the newer guy who was a young Hispanic guy. And and like, you know, hey, cool, go with it. You know, it's the kid who plays Miguel on Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. Oh, so awesome. he, you know, he, he 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 did a great job. And you know, it was it was it was generic. It was it was basic, but it was it it looked good and it was it was fun. So we watched it on Thanksgiving, yeah. uh, me and the family. Oh, and, cool, cool. And we we enjoyed it. So I mean, it was it was all, it was streaming. So like, yeah, I, we thought it was fun. You know, I, we had some friends see it in the theater, and they they said it was really good and they enjoyed it. Um, you know, for what it was, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's yeah, not it's, it's not it's the, the groundbreaking. Movie. It's not Batman nineteen eighty nine or whatever, but like, it's a good movie. Yeah, according to them. Um, all right. Number sixteen, we're almost there. Aquaman, twenty eighteen. It was fine. I enjoyed it. It was all right. It was fun. Yeah. I I, li- I liked his I liked his kind of like you know, 
crazy take on on it. And I like Fun Ocean, visuals. Uh, Ocean Master. And um, the guy who played uh, Black Manta, he's one of the ones that people are hoping that will, might take over for um, for Kang in the uh, in the uh, Marvel universe. Yeah, you know, that actor. Okay. It's because because you know if they're gonna because the guy has yeah to we'll see what Kang happens with, with everything. that. Yeah. So we'll see with that. But I, I was but he's well, I I saw I heard that and I was, I was like you know what I I would I would. There's actually quite a few that. actors that they've talked about if they recast that role that. Yeah, are really cool. I, li- I, like, I like him for it. Yeah, really cool actors that could do some cool stuff with that character. But um, you know, yeah, let's let's just not mess up the MCU anymore, please. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, number fifteen. You guys might like this: Zack Snyder's Justice League twenty twenty one. Yeah, I'll take it. Okay. I'll take all it. Right, that's I, I would the, put it a little bit further down on the, the list. The picture, but, though, you know, is all right. But the picture is, uh, you know, Henry Cavill in the black suit, which is yeah. awesome. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not simping for Henry Cavill, but you know, as somebody who the only time I've <laughs> ever worn a Superman costume that I'm aware of, uh, I could have been really drunk and, and put one on at some point, but uh, <laughs> is a black suit Superman, which is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yep. that, that, that's, that's, that, 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 that I liked it. I, I, it's it's long, but it was it was worth it. It was worth mm-hmm. watching. I yeah, enjoyed. It. Agreed. All right, we're gonna get animated here with uh, number fourteen, Teen Titans Go. The to the movie. I didn't. Hilarious. I didn't see Holy it. I can't. Hell. I can't speak to it. I didn't see it. I took the kids to see it in the theaters and awesome. like we were dying. I we we watched the show. Like I, mean, I love Teen the Titans guy who is does huge, man. People love Teen Titans. Well, yeah, the guy who does uh, Cyborg's voice is the one who does um who's uh, Ezekiel in um okay. Walking Dead, the dude who has the tiger. He's the the, the, the guy in charge of the kingdom. He, he's hilarious, but I uh, but um That must have been after. But, yeah, he's uh yeah, he, he's 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 fantastic. But like I like I've talked about like meeting like Tara Strong and Greg Kripes, you know, who do uh, Raven and Beast Boy, nice. and, you know, and they're awesome. But like we watched that show, but that it's just such a surprisingly dark movie at, at times, which is just funny. I mean, there's always these dark jokes. There's like an urn on like Batman's like mantle that says Jason Todd on it next to a crowbar. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's it's like it's like Very so messed cheek. up, but like. But their whole thing is, you no, know, no one makes movies about the Teen Titans, so let's get rid of all the old superheroes, so they'll have no choice but to like us because, like, they've made a movie about the Batmobile, but they right. haven't made a movie about the Teen Titans, and yeah. that's the whole joke. So they, they go back in time to stop them from being heroes, but of course, <laughs> when they come back, there's no heroes, so everything's all screwed up, so they have to fix the timeline. Maybe, maybe I should say and, that on the next one, but I was going to say, you know, a few weeks ago, the Batmobile lost a wheel, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Joker uh, got but, away. Uh, but no, it's, it's funny because, like, you know, they. they <laughs> they, they saved Martha. They saved Martha and Thomas from <laughs> Why going did you down say that name? alley. <laughs> well, they saved from going down the alley, Sorry and it's like, and then, and then they have to fix the uh, the timeline, so they have to send them back down the alley. And before they send them back down, oh, like, you know, like Starfire pulls Martha away, Starfire, and she goes, yeah. "Wait a second. And she she pulls it, she pulls the, the, the and she and she, and she and she puts and she puts a pearl necklace on it and shoves her into the alleyway. <laughs> and the it's so messed up. All right. That's messed up but, and like, hilarious. It's hilarious. That's it's very funny. funny. All right, what do you so, guys? Yeah, movie's got props. What do you guys think? Uh, Lucky Thirteen is. Uh, Shazam? We haven't had their first Shazam. We yet. had second Shazam. Uh, I'm gonna say Batman yeah, Returns. Ooh, uh, Ooh, you're you're closer than and sh- they're closer than Charles, which uh, is okay. Is, uh, Go with it. It's Batman 1966. Adam West. Style. Okay. Some days you just Some can't get just rid of a bomb. I beat you to it. That's cool. So, um, like, so just a little side note: uh, you didn't come to trivia on Tuesday night, but I did no, a round. Sorry, I, did not. I did a round called Shakespeare versus Batman, in which I would give a line of dialogue, and you had to tell me was this a line from a Batman movie 
or from from a Shakespearean play. And I had some really good ones, okay. like you know, and actually people didn't do as well as they thought they would. do. I don't think I would have done very well. At but all. I put a line in there, like uh, like number one as a joke was: some days you just can't get rid of a bomb. And people, a couple people like stared at me blankly, and then there was a couple people that started chuckling. That's so, awesome. <laughs> Classic, man. <laughs> there was one guy who was like, 12, was like 12 night, act three. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, Robot Charles is back. Uh, that, <laughs> uh, all right, number 12, The Suicide Squad 2021. Okay. That was fun as hell. Yeah, that it was, was a fun movie. One. Can we? Do I don't was, know. I don't know what was, to do about his 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 voice coming in. There's, you just got to shake it or hold j- it higher, right? Because that's what people do. Um, yeah, I shook that it. was that was James Gunn. That was fun. It worked. Whatever you did worked. Yeah. Uh, yeah, James Gunn, man. Right. Uh, number eleven, The Batman, twenty twenty two. That uh, high up, no. really? No, it was all right. <laughs> it's like no, it was okay, but I would have no. put it further down. No, wrong. It was it was it was about ninety hours. Long. That was that was the. That two-hour movie was the longest week of my life. Yeah, it felt, it felt, right. It felt every minute of of the runtime. Would you say it's a slow burn? Yeah, extremely. Um, it was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It was like like it's, it's it's like it's never gonna light fire. It's it's like it's. That it was, that I, I, and, and, and Robert Pattinson was fine. Yeah, I mean the, the yeah. movie. The movie the the, itself was, was idiot- fun. It just the ran Riddler too was long. Idiotic. That reminds me Pat of Catwoman uh, was like two feet tall. No. Okay. <laughs> well, she's a cat. Yeah, you know, they don't get they only get so big until yeah, they become she, tigers and they're like yeah. a thousand pounds. Yeah, that's uh, a good no. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. Yeah. So uh, that reminds me of the um, what's that guy who does like the EX man? He fires them all the time. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, Pete, Pete Holmes. yeah, Pete Holmes. Like, uh, the, you ever see the Batman fires the Batman or Batman fires the Batman? It's a pretty funny one. If anybody gets out there on YouTube, check it out. It's pretty silly. Okay. Yeah, and uh, he's you know they, he, he fires all these people and they they like, are you trying to do my voice kind of thing? And it's it's silly. It's it's good stuff. Um, all right, so that was 2022. We're we're breaking into the top ten now. Are you ready for this? It might not be what you expect, but it it also might be exactly what you expect too. Uh, so, um, what'd you say? Mask of the Phantasm, Batman, because that was a good one. No, this is actually, we're going to go with the uh, Lego Bat movie 2017. I didn't even think about the Lego movie. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know who's Lego Batman, right? Will Arnett. Will Arnett, who hosts Lego Masters. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, you know, he's got some Lego street cred because of that, which also is a great show. I know I'm not talking about Batman movie right now, but it's super fun. They're in season three now. I would say say it's a fun Batman parody film, which is basically what it is, yeah. Yeah, Zach Galifianakis is the Joker. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It's good stuff. I wouldn't man. count I, it as. I mean, even though it, yes, it's a Batman movie, but I would count it as a Batman yeah, parody film. It's but fun. it's still a very fun movie. But it's also Lego. I, I like that Catwoman only meowed, even though she's like a person. She just all her dialogue is meowed. <laughs> also, that's an also also that's an animated movie, so I don't it even is. really know if it belongs on the yeah, list. Well, but you know, know, whatever. All right, so mm-hmm. number nine, we're in the we are in the top ten officially. Is Wonder Woman twenty seventeen? Okay, I'll take it. That was a good. It's good. Generic. It was it was the first Avenger with with Wonder Woman in a different war. Yeah, it's the first Gal Gadot. A guy named Steve. Yeah, a guy named Steve dies in a plane crash to save the world and the war. You know, it's you know it's 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 the same movie, but it was it was good. And and you know, anytime getting to see you know Gal I'm I'm good. I would watch her. She's pleasing to the Israeli. She is quite pleasing. The 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 term we use on the show officially, she's easy on the eye. Right. Um, uh, Super easy. Like me in high, like like me in high school. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus. 
<laughs> I'm going to hell. Uh, all right. <laughs> number eight is the Dark Knight Rises, the legendary Bane movie. Uh, I would have put it wasn't bad, but it, it had so many holes in it that I would have placed hey, it further down on the this list. This is number eight. I, I, yeah, I, I find all of the Nolan movies to be overrated as hell. I mean, I like them, oh, but okay. like he, I never bought him as as the world's greatest detective in those movies. When when this movie it came was, out, people could not stop talking about it, though. Yeah, no, I mean, it was, it was, it was, I don't know why they decided to make Bane, not this giant, like, you know, Hispanic, like, you know, Central American. He was, dude. he was had, sad like, boy. The crazy voice, you know, I'm Gotham's reckoning. <laughs> I was like, no, man, come on. He's like, nobody but cared was, about me until I put on the mask. <laughs> yeah. Th- there were a lot of flaws in the movie. For you. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I feel the same way about Dark Knight. You know, like a Dark Knight was an amazing movie. Mm-hmm. Ledger was, was a ledger surprised the hell out of me, but there's so many plot holes in the movie that just don't make any sense and it's just like and that's a good he thing gets a pass. even he though it's a pass that Zack snyder doesn't get a pass for and that's what always pissed me off christopher nolan does the same crap that e- snyder does even if you but don't he gets a pass for it even if you don't you're not able to quote batman 231 or you know you're not you're not charles little yeah. uh knowledgeable on the comics like people know these characters so much that when they see them I think that's probably why there's plot holes in some of these films, because it's just like, you know, the characters, right? Like we grew up with them, you know, everybody knew Batman, uh, you know, whether, whether you want to or not, like, I mean, I saw Adam West on TV, obviously Michael Keaton came out. You can do no wrong, right? Like Batman's just part of our lives, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So I think, I think you can get like, I'm not, I'm not excusing it, but like that, I think that could explain a little bit of lazy writing there. Cause it's like, it's Batman. You know, mm-hmm. you know, you know what he's doing. I, I, I want the world's greatest detective, Batman. I, he he barely even knew how to fight because all those really close up scenes and like, you know, like it was it was it was a lot of shoulder shrugs and arm blocks. It's like, dude, you mm-hmm. shouldn't be having trouble That's how with I the dance, Joker man. unless he's super. You know, it's 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 like, come on, be better. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it wasn't it was I don't hate him, but I I, I definitely don't high, hold them as in high regard as I, I, they're I, often held. In. What's her name, Emily? Uh, the Daenerys, Emily. Uh, she, oh, oh, Amelia Clark. Amelia Clark. Sorry. I'm sorry. Amelia Clark. I apologize for that. Um, she just did a whole thing about how Kit Harrington does like a pouty face and does like a shoulder dance on like one of the late night shows. And she's like <laughs> impersonating it. Yeah. That's kind of the fight scenes from that one. Uh, number seven, yeah. Shazam. 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 I, I put it that high up and I enjoyed that. I, I thought it was fun. I, I, I enjoyed it. Take on it. Yeah, it was, it was fine. It, it was a fun movie. Is it number seven? Though? It, no, it's not number seven, I don't think but it's, it's number fun. Seven. I would love but to hear I, you guys I, re- re-rank this list. This is great. I, uh, I like seeing Zach Levy like having fun with it because that's how it's supposed to be. He's He doesn't become an adult. He just gets an adult body. So yeah. he's still a kid at heart. It's like so big, it, it was Tom fun Hanks. seeing him play. Yeah, and, he, and seeing him play with that like that type mm-hmm. of energy and just that happiness. And just like he does things that Captain Sparkle Fingers would do. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> well, shout out to that, him. That's what Great it's acting, about. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I liked, I, I, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Mm-hmm. All right. Hopefully you guys have forgotten all the movies we said and you're just like going with this. Number six is Batman Begins. I liked it. It's a great movie. Again. Love it. It's, 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 I, I like the, the, you know, the Roz. You know, I, I was that version of Roz for Comic-Con one year. Nice. You know, the, uh, the Liam Neeson version mm-hmm. with the, uh, with you put the, on the, a suit. Cool. Yeah. Put on a suit, trim got, your beard. You're good. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 I dressed as a, and I, I got to meet Neil Adams who co-created him. And, um, I was at Neil Adams table at the comic-con and he was like, cool. wait, are you Roz? And I was, I was like, I am, sir. He, he's like, 
I've never seen anyone dressed as Rossi. And he calls his like manager over. Oh, that's awesome. He was his manager. And he's like, you got to get a picture with me and this kid. He's Roz. He's Roz Al Gore. I think this kid. That's awesome. So he was like the the happiest dude to see that. Did he break character and be like, I have a very specific set of skills. (laughs) Uh, He was just so fun. It 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 was a good time. All right. Go. Batman Returns, 1992, number five. Uh, it's fun. I mean, for for the time, it's for a what Christmas it was. movie. It is a Christmas movie. The, yeah, it is a Christmas movie. Uh, it, it was, was fun, fun. for the for the time. It was amazing, but it was also 1992, and it was a different time. It was yeah. I, I, I don't think it. I don't think it holds up as well. Yeah, like, agreed. The 14 year old, 12 year old me liked it a lot more than 44. Yeah, I think it was like <laughs> nine. It was like nine or 10 year old me who absolutely loved it. Watching it now, though, it's campy as shit. It really yeah, like, we we get a lot of with, stuff with like the, Batman and Robin and yeah, Batman Forever. Yeah. Really, Batman Returns should be on that list. Around. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Danny DeVito. Yeah, there's Penguins with bombs walking around. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, we silly. can't blame we can't blame Schumacher when Tim Burton started that trend. Yeah, it it was silly. <laughs> so, all right, we're in the good ones at this point, right? Number four, Superman, nineteen seventy eight. Yes, without question, movie. absolutely yes. a top five. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, what a great. Christopher Reeves is Christopher Superman, Reeves is Superman to me. still like, now yeah, today I, yesterday and always yes yeah it's, I, it's, it's, it's Superman and Clark Kent that he can differentiate the two of them he can make you believe that like I didn't fall for like I, how he's like how can you possibly just wear glasses his whole mannerism I changes. believe it yo his posture everything it's it's like you know what I buy it yeah <laughs> and, and honestly I get why the Pulitzer Prize winning reporter didn't know this <laughs> personal thing I might have ranked that one a little higher uh, mm-hmm. number three Batman nineteen eighty nine. Yes. Another fun one. Yep. Amazing. I love that one. Yeah. And where is the Batman? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, he's just just. Well, that was so that was huge. That yeah, it was it was that it was one a, that one still holds up today. It was a cultural moment in our lives. It was huge because was by that amazing. point, like the only thing we'd ever seen was Adam West. You know right, what I mean? Right. Yeah. This was like a dark Batman. Now, granted, like the comic books had been going dark with him for a while now, but yeah, this is right. the first no, time. I mean, yeah. yeah, but this is the first time we saw it on screen, and so this was like for the that the the casual and, fan. I mean, come on, you know? dude. Jack Nicholson is such a great actor to. Play I spent in that movie. I spent three and a half hours in line at three different theaters to finally get in to see that on opening night with my neighbor Eddie Damn. and his mom Doria. Wow. Because this was the day you couldn't buy tickets online, mm-hmm. you couldn't reserve tickets, yes. so you couldn't. So all you do is like you look and see where movies were playing, Stand and you in line, line baby. until they told you the, it was until they told you it was sold out. Yeah, man, I, I never. Theater. I don't think I don't know if I've ever been turned away from a movie like that. That's wild. <laughs> it was that. That's the as long only, as you're not turned away from the Ninja Turtles. Yeah, oh, oh, I remember. Yeah. That's another those story for another day. Another. Those are the only two movies movie. where I had to wait in line like forever to go so see. My dad, and, like, it was worth it. My dad won uh, tickets uh, on the radio station. Like he called in and he came home from work and like, "Hey, Doolin, I got tickets for the sneak preak, uh, sneak preak, sneak preview." For Ninja Turtles, the movie in, in 1989, really, and he took me nice. like before dude. opening night. That was huge. It was huge. I can like huge. Yeah, I, dude, oh, like, I get excited. Like I turn into a little kid just talking about like when my dad came oh, home yeah. with those tickets. Like he won them That's on the radio awesome. station. You know, recently I've been seeing some people in the not the because they found the original costumes in like a warehouse and like the you know the dry rot and stuff. Yeah. But like there's people that have those movie quality costumes yeah. lately, and I'm like, I would totally go as a Ninja Turtle or something. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I, another, you know, we sidetracked, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, Batman 1989 cultural moment 
uh, in our lives for superheroes. Mm-hmm. I was the Joker, I believe, that Halloween because no, of that. Movie. Of course, yeah. yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, with all the paint and I had a stupid hat and stuff. There's a picture floating around somewhere. It was pretty fun. Um, all right, so number two, this is kind of an interesting Batman Mask of the Phantasm, yes, three animated movie, one hundred percent. Yes, was a great one. That was that is to this day still the best Batman movie ever made in wow. my opinion, in my opinion. So then it holds its place above it's still, 1989. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a great, it's a great, it's a great movie. And even though it's, it's animated, it's it animated, animated yeah. but you know what? You've got Kevin Conroy, you yeah. have Mark Hamill. Are those it, are, so it's the people from the cartoon that did the movie. Yeah, right? absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, and Mark it, Hamill's and amazing. And unfortunately that. that movie uh, suffered for, from bad marketing and it didn't quite achieve its potential. I don't but remember like, seeing that. Spo- the and, then, and then it spoiled itself because the toy spoiled who the phantasm was. Yeah. Uh, when you know when it was on the and that was like a big thing. So this is before the internet, so you couldn't like get things like spoiled online like that. Right, but like right. the toy came out that had who the who the phantasm and they actually just brought the phantasm character into the comics more like re- pretty recently mm-hmm. just to kind of like be in there. And it was it was cool. It was it was a nice little nod. But um, but yeah, that was that was a great. That's why I mentioned it before. I was I was surprised that we hadn't come up to it yet. But yeah, no, that's a good one. Yeah, I, I asked. I, I stand by it. I asked Doolin one question before we started this whole thing, <laughs> before we started the show or anything tonight, and uh, I said, "What do you think number one is?" And he nailed it. Uh, is it Dark Knight? Yeah, it's the only one we haven't mentioned yet. Both yeah, of you guys <laughs> nailed, nailed it hundred percent. It's the Dark Knight two thousand eight. It's the number one best DC movie, apparently ever. You know what? I would. I'm surprised they, there's some that didn't even make the list, like Red, The Losers, V for Vendetta. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, because if they mentioned Watchmen, because I mean, I would have put, I, I would have gladly bumped out Birds of Prey, Wonder Woman, 1984, and oh, something. Oh yeah, Watchmen you know, was, was pretty amazing. That. Yeah, but like the the lose the losers was awesome. It was mm-hmm. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh, Chris Evans, Idris Elba, I think, was in that one. Uh, Zoe Zaldana. I mean, that movie was fantastic, and that was like a lesser-known like DC property. A lot of people didn't know. Mm-hmm. Um, v for Vendetta. It a lot of people don't realize that point. was a comic either. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was that's another Alan Moore, same guy who did Watchmen. Yeah, and, and no, it's an amazing. Who really, and who really popularized um, Swamp Thing for that matter? Alan mm-hmm. Moore. Yeah, yeah. His saga of Swamp Thing is where Swamp Thing really took off. But um, who was uh, what was uh, just? I, I don't mean to to dig- digress but uh what was the toxic avenger what who who did that that wasn't dc i don't think no, no i think marvel might have actually you think marvel had that okay toxic yeah another, but, um, another but yeah, tv v- show v- v- Vendetta, the movie itself was it missed the point of the of the comic it really did yeah. it turned it into like a very thinly veiled post 9-11 um america type you know story set in britain and it was very Dude, much like the face. uh it was it was like very much like that sort of like political leaning to it that missed the entire point of the movie. Mm-hmm. And you're meant you're you're trying to cheer for Hugo Weaving's V in the movie, but like in the comic book, he, you don't cheer for him. He's not a good person. He's, <laughs> yeah, right. all, for not at all. Yeah. he's awful. And like you know, like, I mean, Natalie Portman. I, I could uh, she's another one like Gal Gadot. Like I'll watch Natalie Portman do anything. Yeah, we had a, you know, we had a long conversation about her because we watched. Uh, uh, oh, oh! I, I showed Thor: uh, Love and Thunder to my sister oh, yeah. when she was here in town, and uh, we actually sat down and watched that. And she asked me, she's like, you know, people like, you know, I don't, I don't, 
what do the kids say? Simp for Natalie Portman. I was like, well, she's, you know, she's got a PhD. She's very intelligent. They're like, yeah, but do you think she's the prettiest girl ever? And I'm like, I I don't, I think she's, she's qualified. (laughs) Yeah. She's, she's highly qualified. She she is in the running. She is more qualified than some of the movies are on to be on this list. Yes. Um, (laughs) Just by herself. (laughs) No Um, doubt. Yeah. That's funny. Sweet. But, but, but V for Vendetta, I'm surprised it didn't come up at all. The Losers, Red was another great movie that had Bruce Willis. um, See, a lot of people don't realize that's a comic book movie. Uh, Red, yeah, Red, I mean, Red too, which were hilarious Brian, movies. I love both Brian of those Cox, movies. John Malkovich. I mean, like those yeah. movies are fantastic. I mean, come I mean, on, Brian, John Malkovich is amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brian, Brian Cox. Watching him in Succession, that dude does I'm bringing the pig. one expression that I'm like you don't pig. even like. It, it's just he's just amazing. Yeah, bring the pig. Is that the same yeah, helicopter? That, that movie was. <laughs> There's so many like good that, one-liners in that movie. It's 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 hilarious. And then the uh the 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 guy who plays the the Russian spy and you know there's just the whole interaction with that, that that's Cox yeah, yeah that's yeah, Brian yeah. Cox yeah. yeah yeah Brian Cox is um, awesome also was in wrote, um, uh, Troy yeah yeah um, History of Violence is another one that wasn't very good but it was a very small DC put out like yeah yeah um, I remember wrote that to movie Perdition, too, yeah. with, with uh, Tom Hanks Road to Perdition was it was a comic book was oh, a comic oh, far out. yeah I remember that movie yeah. So yes, I mean, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't come up at all. But yeah, like, but and like, I mean, yeah, I mean it's, who who knows who's you know this is the top 44 according to a website and stuff like that. So, um, well, you know, I, I you know that's the list right there, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. You're welcome to check it out on Screen Crush, and uh, and you know, put your um, you, you know your own. If, if, your own if you have and, your own theories, email us at uh, zumundo at outlook.com. Yeah, let us know what you think. I mean, yeah. if you disagree with the list, that's fine because we didn't write it. Yeah, <laughs> this is not our list. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's kind of fun to kind of like go through something like this, and it and it causes more of a conversation. You know. Uh, yeah, and that's it's you know it's comic book related, so you know it's up my ass. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. exactly. And there, there's you know some guy in a bar read this entire list, and he's defending every position. Yeah, exactly. On that yep. you know list. No, this is why that one's better. You know, it's, <laughs> it's great. Uh, and and this is why we love comics yeah. and and action and all that good yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Charles, I hope we didn't uh, take up too much of your time tonight, man. I know we no, had John here for a little while. We get to talk about Shaquille O'Neal in Steel. I mean, come on. That's <laughs> it, it, how it, that everybody wins. <laughs> you know what we didn't talk how about, though? That that? We didn't talk about Sinbad and Kazam, but that's a whole other thing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that's a whole, that's a, as they say, that's a story We're for another sure day. We're not sure that really happened, but <laughs> I remember it. For another timeline. That was the day's future pad. That was Earth 613 or something. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. That was when Senator Kelly was killed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, we got uh, we got some more things to get to tonight, but um, I'm just going to say once again, uh, thank you to Charles Comic Man for joining us for another week. First show of 2024. Thank you so much yeah, for hanging amazing. out with us, brother. Always, yeah. always love talking to you every time. This is this is amazing. Fun, informative, love, and uh, always a blast, man. Just thanks for being a part of Zumundo, man. We love you, brother. Yeah, always. We appreciate it. All yeah. right, man. We'll talk to you some other right, time. Guys, stay safe. All, All right, right take care, brother. Bye. Bye. Later. And that was our time with Comic Man. What an amazing time. Oh, an amazing time. What an amazing wealth of knowledge, like we always say. What an amazing world we live in. We live in a mysterious world. It is a mysterious world indeed. Mysterious world. 
It's our Mysterious World segment where we delve into the world of the mysterious and the unsolved. And unknown. And unknown. And uh, we're going to get into that. We're going to get into that just a little bit here. Um, So we're going to, I'm going to go back to uh, The Watcher, which we talked about just a little while ago. Yeah. Before we got in with Comic uh, Man. We're watching. So, uh, So The Watcher, that terrible Netflix series, is based on a true story, believe it or not. And we're going to talk about it a little bit here. I just thought it would be kind of fun to uh, do a follow-up since I did the review on it. You did? So it's kind of based on a true crime uh, true crime mystery. Yeah, that's kind of crazy because when you said We don't it usually was, do a lot of true crime. You were like, this is about nothing at all, uh, but based on a true story. <laughs> Loosely, mm-hmm. yeah. maybe. I don't know. Well, don't know. well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you the story. So, yeah, I'd um, like to hear. So the true story behind The Watcher, the story goes back to 2014 when the Broadus family moved into a $1.3 million home in Ooh, Westfield, New Jersey. Sounds nice. But one night in June, Derek Broadus went outside to check his mail okay. and got a disturbing letter that read... I'm going to read you the letter here. This is the first letter that he got. This is real, though. This is real. Oh, wow. Um, And also, uh, keep in mind, like, he was in the house at this point. The family had not moved into, like, they had bought the house. So he was there alone? He was there alone. Okay. The family was still living back at the house. Like, No, that happens. Yeah, yeah. the family's moving. Yeah, they're um, they're they're back and forth between the two houses. They haven't fully moved in yet. Yeah, fair enough. Moving sucks. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he gets a letter in the mail, okay. and, it, and it's addressed to Dearest New Neighbor at 657 Boulevard. Allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. How did you end up here? Did 657 call to you from its force within? 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now. What? And as it approaches its 110th birthday, I have put in charge, I have been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, my father in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. So that is I'm like scared. And that's and, <laughs> and, and, and that and that's like real. That really happened. This letter Ooh. happened to uh to to this to to Derek, um, they changed the name. I think the, the guy's guy. name on the show was Dean, but the real, real yeah, Derek is the name of the the real guy. Uh, so the letter goes on to talk about Derek's wife and three children, requests that he fill the house with quote young blood, and that he could be uh, absolutely anybody with on the street. So basically, like he's saying, like the the letter. I'm I'm I kind of cut some of it because the, yeah, the letter it. runs yeah. really long. But he he basically just said like, "Who am I? I could be anybody. There's so many ho- cars that pass the house every day. I could be in one of those. I could be in any in any one of these houses around you." This is freaking me out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it obviously, freaked them out too. Um, and he makes mention of all of the windows in the house and how easy it is to see inside and says that he will call to Derek's children soon. Uh, uh, I, I need some Axigon. Uh. So uh, Derek, uh, of course, called the police and the police responded by just by asking if he had any enemies back in New York City. Like, okay. you know, is there anybody that you know that Wait, would do you this? Mean, so New Yorkers moving south is yeah, a yeah. thing? Yeah, yeah. Well, this, this, is actually, <laughs> just this is actually only 16 miles outside of Manhattan. Okay. So, so he yeah, actually uh, still worked in the okay, city, yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 So, right. yeah. So, I mean, you could live like wow. 16 miles outside the city and just come into work yeah, every yeah. day. So uh, Derek rushed back to his wife and kids, and they were back at their Oh, their old home still. Okay. Um, and that night, Derek and his wife Maria wrote an email to John and Andrea Woods. Now, John and Andrea Woods were the previous owners of the house. 
they were the couple that sold the house to them and asked them if they had any idea who this person might be or why he or she had written. Um, yeah, and in the last line of the uh, the letter said, "I asked the Woods to bring me young blood, and it looks like they listened." So uh, Andrea Woods, the previous owner of the house, replied an email the next morning and told the Broadduses that uh, that Broadduses the couple, if I didn't mention it, uh, that they had received an odd letter a few days before they moved out. Oh my God, this is killing! Me. I know. But they threw it away and they didn't think anything of it. It was just, you know, yeah. and that's probably the best way to have like, yeah, yeah like the best attitude. They're like, they're like, nah, yeah, whatever. whatever. I'm out of here in a couple of days. doesn't matter. Right. Um, but they said they had never experienced anything like that. And they're 23 years in the house. So but the they woods, said that, though. but they said that though. Um, but the, so the woods, is the woods, is woods, is woods, is the woodsies, the, the woods and the broadest go to the police together and they are instructed not to tell anyone about the letters as everybody that they know is now a suspect. So uh, for, uh, like for uh, uh, pranking, yeah, like, like harassment, could, right? Yeah. Like harassment. Yeah, okay, like, yeah, you could like be that. anybody. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Could be pr- punk kids. Down the well, street it's like that letter is like so super ominous, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, creepy. it really sounds like somebody's trying to sound creepy, right? Well, I think that's the point. Yeah, exactly. That's the point. Um, so the Broadus family is now on high alert. Derek cancels his work oh, trip. Man. Maria doesn't allow the kids to wander oh, far away man. from the house. When they're there, like they're still in and out of the house. That's they haven't sad. officially moved in yet. But when yeah. they're there, Maria doesn't allow the kids to wander away from the house. Um, a contractor who is working on the house arrives early to the house one morning to okay. find that the sign that he that he'd posted in the front yard yeah. had been ripped out. Okay. Um, so that two, could be a lot of things. Could be like, a lot of things. Yeah. So two weeks after the first letter arrives, they're still not moved in because contractors are working on the house. Okay. Maria so they're doing fin- some renovations. They're doing some renovation. The yep. Okay. They're doing renovation right. on the house. Fair enough. Two weeks after the first letter arrives, Maria finds a second letter in the mail. Oh, so no. Derek found the first one. Maria finds the second one. And this time it's directed at uh, Derek and Maria specifically by name. Oh, that's not good. And here's what the letter said. It's kind of lengthy. So strap in. throw up. <laughs> you Okay. Yeah, yeah, this is just freaking me out. The workers have been busy, and I have been watching you unload carfuls of your personal belongings. <laughs> Fuck this house. <laughs> Excuse me. The dumpster this is way is a, better than the show, by the way. Yeah, like, no, this uh, is this is way uh, better than the show because the show is terrible. The dumpster is a nice touch. Have they found what is in the walls yet? In time, they will. I am pleased to know your names now and the name of the young blood you have brought me. You certainly say their names often. The letter asked about one child in particular, whom the writer had seen using an easel inside an enclosed porch, and asked, is she the artist in the family? Oh, God. 657 Boulevard is anxious for you to move in. It has been years since the young blood ruled the hallways of the house. Have you found all of the secrets it holds yet? Will the young blood play in the basement, or are they too afraid to go down there alone? Cool. I would be very afraid if I were them. It is far away from the rest of the house. If you were upstairs, you would never hear them scream. Will they sleep in the attic, or will <laughs> all of you sleep heck? on the second floor? Why would you say that? <laughs> Who has the bedrooms facing the street? I'll know as soon as you move in. It will help me know who is in which bedroom. Then I can plan better. 
Now, like, you know, I get it if you don't want people to move in your neighborhood, but you went way across the line dude, here, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I did. We're only halfway through this second letter. Ugh. Like, dude, yeah, that's my thing. I'd be like, if I'm the father of this family, I'm, I, I would go fully amnesia. Like, I will find you. <laughs> I have a really. very specific set of skills. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, yeah. Ugh. All the windows and, and doors in 657 Boulevard allow me to watch and track you as you move through the house. Mm. Who am I? I am the watcher. And I have been in control of 657 Boulevard for the better part of two deca- decades now. The Woods family turned it well, over like to you. like 100 years earlier. Well, it was, it was his, no, I get it. It's it his, was his grandfather. Yeah, 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 it was his sorry, turn. Sorry. Uh, it was their time to move on and kindly sold it when I asked them to. I pass by many times a day. 657 Boulevard is my job, my life, my obsession. Oh. And now you are too, Bradis family. Welcome to the product of your greed. Greed is what brought you the past three family has brought the past three families to the house and now has brought you to me. Have a happy movie day. You know I will be watching. So that was letter number two. What if the dude's like a Marvel fan? He's like, oh, I love the watcher. And just leaves <laughs> a note back there. I was a huge like, fan yeah, of the what yeah, if series. That's cool, yeah. Go F yourself. So by this point, they still hadn't moved in yet, but now they stopped bringing their kids to the house. Right? Oh, man. This poor family. They didn't do anything other than buy know, a house, right? right? Like, 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 hey, man, like, dude, probably grinded mm-hmm. for years to be able to afford this thing. And yeah, now you're harassing it's, it's him. Insane, yeah. right? Um, and even if it is Casper, like the friendly yeah. guest, like, this is not cool, man. Um, so they were uncertain at this point if they were even going to move into the house at all. And uh, several weeks later, <laughs> and you just renovate it and flip it. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Uh, um, several weeks later, a third letter arrives and just asks. Oh, where have you gone to? Um, they never moved into the house, and they sold it in 2019 for, like, less than they bought it for. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I think they sold it for, like, less than a million dollars. Um, and it was 1.3, you said, 1.3, right? yeah. yeah. Um, that's, that's a lot of money. But so they, they sold the house in 2019, and the new residents never received any letters from the watcher. So if, it seems like maybe somebody had, like, a vendetta against this family. Or just, I don't know, man, like, a bad neighbor. You're a bad neighbor. Yeah, really. Yeah. What movie was that? You're a bad neighbor. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Oh, uh, Bad Mailman? Are you talking about Ladies Man? Yeah. You're yeah. a bad oh, yeah, mailman. You're a bad mailman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm dropping it's really all your sad letters. that yeah. I got that. That's good. Um, so the letters' origins were investigated by the Westfield Police Department. Um, That's horrible. And the, the Union County Prosecutor's Office and a private investigator and the couple themselves, they filed charges against the Woodses for failing to disclose the letter that they had gotten, apparently, and the charge was dropped. Two and a half years later, so two and a half years well, later... How, the charge was dropped. There's no... Well, they, the they, charge, they basically... Though. Well, they charged... They, they, uh, they sued the Woodses for not disclosing the information of the letter they got, uh, basically. Okay. And the charges Ooh. the charges were dropped. Yeah, there's there's some weird stuff with buying a house. Like, if you ask, like, a, like let's say we moved into a neighborhood and you're like, hey, how's the neighborhood? Yeah. And, like, they're like, I can't tell you. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, what? That's kind of weird. Like, is it, like, is it nice, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Was there a murder on the street <laughs> last week? Like, hello? Yeah. Um, but anyways, they received the last letter of two and a half years later. Okay. Um, and it's it was... To, to it's a different a, house. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it feels like they were the target, not so much the house. Okay. And it, it said, to the vile and spiteful Derek and his winch of a wife, Maria... 
and read 657 Boulevard survived your attempted assault and stood through with its army of supporters barricading its gates. My soldiers of the Boulevard followed my orders to a T. They carried out their mission and saved the soul of 657 Boulevard with my orders. All hail the watcher. Well, that one doesn't make as much sense. It sounds like this was the wife's ex-boyfriend from college. Yeah, really. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was there was some leads, like there was some investigation done, but the writer's identity uh, has never been conclusively decided. Um, the investigation is active, but uh, not closed. But it's wow. kind of a cold case. I mean, it made a TV show. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, it's like it's, but that was basically it. Like it was, it was, it was three creepy letters that this couple got. And they made it into this TV show. And in the TV show, all of this really right. over-the-wall creepy shit happened yeah. that never happened. And that's like you well, talk I to mean, somebody like, and be like, like dude, well, what the hell was the show about? And somebody would be really quick to tell you, well, it was based on a true story. Yeah. I was like, yeah, based on a true story. Loosely. None of this shit happened. Well, like the same thing with the Amityville Horror, which could turn out that it was all a big hoax, right? But there's a lot of speculation that it was. Exactly. But – and I, I – I feel, I feel, I feel for these people because that's some stress that nobody needs. Sure, right? but um, at the same time, like, come on, man, be nice to each other. Come on, man, come on. Uh, wow, that's creepy. Yeah, but that's and mysterious. Um, yeah, but you know what? That that's the that story, which is really not as mysterious as a lot of the stories we do on mysterious world right no but it's definitely weird and awkward it fits it fits yeah i mean it fits it's a it's an unsolved mystery because we never know who we don't know who it was but yeah you know but uh yeah but that's uh that's that's my that's my mysterious world the true story of the watcher at 657 boulevard yeah i think we uh that's that's enough freakiness for for one evening on mysterious world <laughs> like that's creepy well let's and, let's uh let's let's oh. cool it off a little bit let's go to something else you know what we should do what should we do is uh we should probably legally we should find out what happened to uncle chuck on christmas i guess i have an obligation as his nephew I mean, I have an <laughs> obligation for the fans. <laughs> <laughs> All uh, four of them. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. All right. Let's see if we can get a hold of Uncle Chuck. All right. Let's give him a call. All right. Now, retired down in Florida is where he lives. He's a dear old man with some advice to give. If you don't like it, then I guess you're out of luck. It's time for advice from your dear old Uncle Chuck. Uncle Chuck gives a f- and we got uh, my dear old Uncle Chuck on the line. Hey, He's Uncle a, Chuck. Hey, hey, Champ A Sport. How are you guys? Uncle Chuck, I feel like you're America's uncle. <laughs> I am. If, if, Captain, I am. if Captain America's... They should be so lucky. Well, <laughs> the last time uh, we had Uncle Chuck on the show was uh, the Thanksgiving episode. It's been a while. And uh, we were going we to have him in for the Christmas special because he was working a gig as a uh, mall Santa. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. he was going to talk to us a little bit about that. Big but beard. Uh, But right before we were supposed to have the call in with him, I got a text from my dad that said, hey, um, your Uncle Chuck has been arrested. <laughs> Um, and, and it, it wasn't over deviled eggs. Yeah, and it wasn't over deviled eggs. So, uh, what the <sighs> hell happened? First of all, what what were you doing as a mall Santa? You hate people. It's easy money, and I get to lie to little fucking kids. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay, all right, fair and en- fair enough. All right, so you went in for some easy money. You took you took this gig as a mall Santa. I guess it got you away from your uh, your Walmart Walmart greeter position or. 
I guess as it is now a receipt checker. Welcome but, to uh, Costco. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey you, you, do you know how much theft I prevent? None, but that's beside the point. <laughs> Somebody just walks past like, nope, not showing you my receipt. And, if, if you uh, scan the wrong articles, I guess you'd catch yeah. them. Yeah. These pussies won't give me a taser. So, unfortunately, <laughs> oh, yes. For now, I imagine it regularly. So, what what happened uh, uh, right up uh, right up until Christmas? Like you were you were doing a mall Santa gig and it was going pretty well, and something happened. And you got That's arrested. Really so, yeah, you. what? Oh. What happened, Uncle It Chuck? was going great. Young mothers bringing their kids. And, you know, it's South Florida, so a lot of them are single. So, you know, it, it, it's prime, prime on display. <laughs> I, I, so, I'm just picturing Botox and fake, you know. Jumblies. That's my mom would say bolt-ons, right? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> And, and as my nephew can confirm, we Dalton men certainly have an eye for the bosoms. I can neither confirm nor deny their uh, Uncle Chuck. Oh, so. we all know. There's <laughs> just so many things I want to say. <laughs> so uh, you were working your mall Santa gig, and uh, you know no nothing really happened up until uh, up until that. But apparently, so yeah, lead, lead in. You lead in, Uncle Chuck, and I'll probably be sorry I asked. But what happened? So people, I feel like it's people all... are are just unrealistic, <laughs> and and they don't they don't accept the fucking truth anymore. So okay. this little kid, he he's about five, and he he's on my lap, and he's fucking sticky with candy canes and all of that. <laughs> and, you know, like, I don't think you can call it that. <laughs> what do it. you call it? It's white. It's sticky, <laughs> and it's. You know, I say jizz about 40 times a day. So, yeah, I get it. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Nice to see my nephew has at least one friend, you know, who understands things. You understand candy cane jizz. Congratulations, <laughs> Keith. <laughs> so this kid's on your lap. Yes. <laughs> you okay? He's <laughs> having a heart attack on air. Oh, my gosh. So... Anyway, the kid's telling me all about what he wants, and yes, he's been good, and I'm looking at his mother, and oh, I can tell she's been bad. Oh, and, no, uh, oh no, no. And I just make the offer uh -huh. when it comes, because, you know, they do the pictures thing. Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah, of course. Pair, yeah, like you do. With yeah, Santa sure. and the elves, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I invite her to sit on my lap, too. <laughs> well... <laughs> At what point did you think that would be a good idea, Uncle Chuck? Oh, I thought it would be a wonderful idea. Family photo, because right? If you had seen this, if you had seen this woman. Oh, just, mm, you know, Santa deserves a treat from time to time as well. <laughs> Mrs. So, Claus would not approve. Yeah, I don't know if Helen would approve either, but that's neither here nor there. I'm pretty sure Helen. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure we Helen's... give Helen some ecstasy, and you know, anything goes. <laughs> oh, God. Hel Helen in a and with on some ecstasy in a golf cart with a loofah in the villages. Oh, I think no. it, yeah, all bets are off. No, right? I don't like this at all. Go ahead. All right. So all right. Go ahead. And, and she seemed a bit, uh, shall we say, nonplussed at the idea. She didn't like it. And, yeah. And so I offered the alternative of perhaps she could be the one to provide Santa some milk for 
for Christmas oh, Eve. No. Oh, no. Uncle God. Chuck. No. And apparently that is inappropriate. Yeah. And when the she went and she, of all things, she, she was a Karen. She went and got a manager. I can't believe it. And I explained they to the manager that this is entirely appropriate and it's in character. Santa fucks. <laughs> Santa do is you really mutant, think Santa? Mutant. Yeah, do you really think Santa is not a sexual creature? Oh my gosh, I, I he mean, is an immortal being. He and and he is in isolation for the better part of the year. Yeah, yeah surrounded but, by nubile so, elves and Mrs. Claus. Do you think he doesn't get up to some stuff? Oh, he even God. wrote a song about it. It's, what what song? Uncle yeah, what Chuck? song is that? Santa Baby or something? I saw Mama fucking Santa Claus. Oh, that's not the song, God. Uncle Chuck. It's I saw Mommy kissing Santa Claus, which I assume is with no tongue. Well, now who's being naive? No, oh, he's an immortal with godlike powers. Oh, I mean, he can enter your home at will. He has <laughs> no one else can enter at will, Uncle Chuck. Apparently, men not want women. to be him. Women want to be with him. Oh my God! I don't. I think Wait, you, you have all? a. I think you have a displaced view of Santa Claus, Uncle Chuck. I mean, it's like that movie, right, where Santa was like a jacked Viking. He's not a jacked Viking. He's a jolly old elf. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, fine. He's a jolly old elf. What are all the Celtic mythology stories about elves involving fucking? <laughs> this is raw. So, um, so they got the they got the security the, to the escort you out. I mean, so I mean that should have been the end of it. Like right? you got arrested yeah, for like, that, like, or was it like yeah, uh, you hit on a single mom? Yes. It's probably happened before. She's used to it, right? Hey, and was according she to her, no. Was she single? No. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I was. I was arrested. I am now currently on home confinement until my <laughs> trial. You okay? It's not funny, you disrespectful little shit. <laughs> you're the one living like you're an immortal god. I'm, I'm just laughing, man. You're a ball Santa. You're a ball Santa. This is bad Santa. Uh, this is bad Santa. <laughs> So, All right. All right, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. You're, you're uh, okay. I'm sorry, Uncle Chuck. You're on house arrest now, so I'm glad you're home. Yes. Uh, now, thankfully, Helen, she uh, actually got me a Christmas present. She gave it to me the day before. Did they let you keep uh, the Christmas? Kind of like the Jews do. And, um, <laughs> oh God. <laughs> no, okay. I, I thought he was. Joking. And so, and so now I, uh, I, I have an Xbox. Oh, oh, Uncle Chuck, you got an Xbox. That's great, man. Games. That's cool. What are you playing on the Xbox? Well, I decided... Did you know they make funny book games, like, of your funny book characters? I did know that. They make a lot of comic book yeah, video Spider -Man games. Spider-Man 2 came out this year. It's a yeah. big game, yeah. I, uh, I, they have one. It's a Batman game, but there's no Batman in it. It's oh, strange. Gotham Knights. Yes. Oh my God! Fuck that game. I am not aware of this. Uh, it's fuck that. Fuck every. Fuck that game and the horse it rode in on. I'm sorry, Uncle Chuck. What were you saying? I, I will play more of it, and we will have a talk about Gotham Knights it's because terrible. I have opinions, but Wait. I want to make sure those opinions are correct. Are you saying we're going to get an? an uh, I can't even. I'm going to say Uncle Santa. We're going to get Uncle an Uncle Santa. Charles Santa review of a video game at some point. 
Uh, I think it's entirely likely that you will get such a thing. Oh, that well, that's interesting. Well, I can tell you I played it and I didn't care for it. Uh, there aren't many big tits. There are a couple <laughs> few dashes. I will, I will oh say that. God. But of course, we as Dalton men prefer the bosoms. <laughs> he doesn't speak for me. I just want you to know he does oh, not speak oh, for me. Oh, but we all know <laughs> it has been a matter of conversation. Listen, so. sir, sir, sir. <laughs> Back to the video game. You know, okay. I missed you on Christmas Day because I thought we were going to pass out after eating turkey. Sorry. Uh, uh, watch, looking for holes in our eyelids as we watch football <laughs> or whatever. But you weren't there. We're resting our eyes while watching the big games. Yes. And unfortunately, no. They... And then there's that moment. Usually you don't remember, but you get drunk and fall down the stairs, which is my favorite moment of the night. But yeah. It's the good thing about Florida. We don't have too many two-story homes, and we don't have basements here. It's safe. <laughs> you just drag them in the garage and let them sleep. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Did, well, did they let you keep the costume? Uh, no, it, it is in the police lockup as evidence. <laughs> oh, well, the police were very... It, the problem was the kid put his, his candy cane jizz hands on my lap. And so now they have to do some testing as uh, I try and explain the leavings were not for me. They were from the child and that did not go over well. Oh yeah, my gosh. Bad. Yeah, this is bad. Uh, really bad. <laughs> so, so, um, I gotta ask, did you get the mom's number? <laughs> I think it's somewhere on the police report, but I also think I am not allowed to go within 500 feet. Oh my God. I don't know. You're pretty pretty suave guy. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Uncle Chuck. Maybe you give uh, you give Helen some ecstasy, and maybe the two of you go out looking for uh, find, find you. You know, maybe no, I'm giving I'm giving bad advice now. I, I yeah, I know, right? We shouldn't that. do this, but like a Mrs. Claus, Santa Claus, uh, slash could be a single good mom. Bar, you know, like hey, I think I saw that movie once. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. Yeah. All right. Well, we Dalton so, are sexual people, so it sounds like you're not in real trouble, which is good. Well, you know, we we will see. I hope not. I, I Helen is very insistent that I not tell the judge any advice. Mm-hmm. I uh, <laughs> this is how you should try this case. <laughs> that could go over really poorly. Yeah, and uh, the defense attorney told me that I can't say things like about how the kid was, you know, a little shithead or (laughs) or or about how the mom had a look that she was asking for it. You know, none of that, even if it's true. So we will see. I I have my first appearance in about a month. Okay, well. We'll we'll uh, we'll be sure to check back with you, Uncle Chuck, and find out how uh, how the court case went. And uh, let me just uh, close out by asking you, like, what what's ahead on the horizon for Uncle Chuck in twenty twenty four? Ah, in twenty twenty four, well, apparently video games, at least for the first part of the year. Uh, you know, maybe I'll 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 find an adventurous young woman to bring into the bedroom. <laughs> oh no, God. Okay, I think that's it for now. Thank you. I don't, I don't plan on on getting involved in any more shuffleboard fixing, and I dare say uh, my a career good. as a mall Santa is, is done. Probably, probably so. Uh, probably so. Probably not get uh, Uncle Chuck back for mall Santa in twenty twenty four. I think that's probably for the best. 
What? I mean, there are other moles, however. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, good luck with that, Uncle Chuck. Thank you so much for hanging out with us, and uh, hopefully we'll talk to you here again soon. Or hopefully not. I don't know. We'll see. What? Oh, you got a question for Uncle Chuck? No. What What do you? No. no yes. No. No. No, what? no. No. He's signaling me. Like, what are you trying to tell no, me, Keith? No. It's It's meta. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, happy new year to you all and to your weird listeners who apparently do at least want good advice from time to time. All right. All right. All right. Thanks, Uncle Chuck. We'll see you next time, buddy. <laughs> Uncle Chuck. Good night, kiddos. Happy new year. Happy new year. Good luck with the video games, bud. All right. I need a little refresher from that. That was uh, <laughs> that was something that was <sighs> different. So sometimes uh, at the end of the show, Keith and I like to uh, close out a little palate cleanse, if you will, from uh, the vulgarity of Uncle Chuck. The vulgarity. And uh, we do that with oh, a little thing, something I like to call uh, AI Theater Presents Scripted Delights. Now, yeah. this week, uh, as we move forward to 2024, uh, and we did uh, Days of Future Past, it was a little bit of a time was, travel theme. Uh, that was pretty intense. And yeah. I thought that I would stick with that for AI Theater Presents Scripted Lights. And I asked... Uh, it all makes sense now. AI, uh, I asked an AI to write us a scene from the next Back to the Future reboot. So uh, we're going we're gonna to do our scene from Back to the Future 4 in AI Theater Presents. And you'll be portraying... Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got a new oh, theme, sorry, song. Sorry. theme song. AI Theater presents Scripted Delights. And now for another edition of AI Theater presents Scripted Delights. All right, AI Theater presents Scripted Delights. And in this uh, version of uh, the Back to the Future reboot or Back to the Future 4, whichever you want to call it, uh, Keith is going to be portraying Marty McFly, and I will be playing the role Doc. of Doc Brown. Marty, we've got to go back to the future. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put on a <laughs> I'm gonna put on some uh, Back to the Future inspired copyright free. If I get hired for the next Back to the Future film, let's go. All right, like, let's do it. Some uh, some 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 time travel adventure music. That is similar to Back to the Future, but not Back to the Future for copyright reasons. Obviously. Here we go. All right. So this is Obviously. our this is our take on uh, Back to the Future 4. All right. There's no, there's, no, uh, there's no setting the scene. All right. Nope. No setting the scene. We're just going to do it. All right. A dark so parking lot in front of a mall. Sure. Like, why not? not? None of that. Why yeah, not? Yeah. yeah but dark dark par parking lot in front of the mall. Why not? Sure. All right. So Doc shows up. Marty, we've got to go back to the future again. It's urgent. Doc, I can't believe it. Another time travel adventure? I thought we were done with all that. That's good. That's, uh, that's a good Marty, man. I like that. But Marty, this time it's different. We have to stop the Hollywood reboot madness. Reboots, Doc? Ugh, I've had enough of those. They're like... Bad deja vu, repeating the same old stories over and over again. I understand your frustration, Marty, but this is a reboot we can't ignore. It's called Back to the Future 4. Back it up. Back it up? Seriously? Doc, come on. They're just recycling ideas now. I know, Marty, but this time it's our chance to show them how it's done. We'll make it a comedy, a parody. 
of reboots. Off topic, that's been done already, but continue. A comedy? Gosh. Uh, this could be interesting, Doc, uh, but, but what's the twist? We'll travel to a future where reboots have taken over the world, and we'll find a way to restore originality and creativity. All right, Doc. You got my attention. Let's go back to the future and save Hollywood from itself. Great Scott. I knew you'd come around, Marty. Get in the DeLorean and let's make history again. Click. All right, here we go, Doc. (laughs) Buckle up for another wild adventure and another wild ride. And this time, let's make sure we don't accidentally create any more alternate timelines. Agreed, Marty. Let's make sure we don't leave the past in the past and bring some laughter to the future. And a scene. <laughs> Two things. No mention of 88 miles per hour or 1.21 gigawatts. Well, take it up with AI, man. I didn't write that script. AI did. And so. nor did I. <laughs> that was fun. That was a good time, I love man. those movies, man. Back in the Future, it's great trilogy. It's awesome. Great trilogy. Did you trilogy. know they used that same downtown... Um, set yeah. for like several TV shows and movies that really? you would actually watch. I just saw is a thing Tombstone the other day. In, is shot out and back to the future? I don't think Tombstone oh, is there. Oh, dang yeah, it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm your Huckleberry. That would be, that would be really funny. <laughs> no, though. but there's another movie where like they're like, they showed the scene and they're like, this is the Back to the Future set and it's like another, it's another famous show. I gotta look it up. Yeah, we'll That'd mention cool. it. Yeah, All right. yeah, it's kind of funny. Right on, yeah. right on. Yeah. Feel, feel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Man, this is a great time, dude. This is uh, a great time. Great show. And, and uh, yeah, I just got to say, I got I got a, uh, a text message by uh, a friend of ours. Give a shout out to uh, Stash up there in, in PA and the uh, the police department listening to the show. <laughs> Thanks. I, Thanks, I told Stash. Him, Appreciate yeah, you, man. Yeah. Don't listen to it while while the uh, officers are on patrol because we don't <laughs> want them to go Uncle Chuck, jerky boys on anybody during a, <laughs> a routine traffic stop, right? But uh, <laughs> that could get weird. Um but yeah, this is this is great, man, uh, and that's and if, really fun. And if there's something you guys want us to talk about, hit us up at zoomundo Please at do. outlook.com, and we'll be here for you. Or uh, on Facebook at Zoomundo Podcast, we're there for you, and uh, we yeah we want to hear uh, what you guys have to say. Your so. Zoomerific ideas. Zoomerific. So uh, for <laughs> Zoomundo Podcast, I'm Doolin. and I'm Keith. Have a Zoomundus week, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us, y'all. This has been a blast. We'll see you next time, man. It's always Absolutely. a good time, man. Good oh, time. what a good fun time. time. That was great a comment, good time. Man, tonight. Great, Co- great. great comment. Great show all around. Man. Yeah, that was a lot of good times. That was yeah. good times. Great oldies. And Q&P big hits. And, and keep reaching for the stars. Put your feet on the ground and keep reaching for the stars. I love Casey Casey. I'm Casey Casey.